Okay, go ahead with your transgendered <laughs> joke of the day, please. Oh, well, it's not. It's, anyway, here we go. <laughs> it wasn't a transgendered joke. I, I, I like how you're you're making a. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm assuming you're transgendered <laughs> joke. You're, you I'm assuming Adam, you're a transgendered joke. Is that right? What exactly. I'm a joke. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that a little bit later. But uh, Adam, you know you know me. I don't like to brag much. No. But you know you shop at Walmart like the rest of us. Like the like the rest you, of you mortals. You pick it up. Under a covered tarp, like a, like under an awning, like you like like you peasants do, and a nice old Mexican lady making twelve dollars an hour mm-hmm. wheels out your groceries to you. She's, You're just like us, Mike. Yes, just, just like, like you, like mere us. mortals. Anyway, like I said, I don't like to brag, but I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like all all the girls, yes. they can't stop talking about my huge dick. Yes. You know how I know that? It's all over the gram, I'm sure. Yeah, you know how I know that? How? Every time I pass by one of them, they're like. Oh, what a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. It's not bad. Is it because you're exposing it to them? And they're just like, uh, not again? Or is it because they hate you, just your personality? You see, nothing derails one of Mike's bad jokes more than Adam overanalyzing it and ruining the concept of it. How are you doing, buddy? How am I doing? It's been two weeks. It has been. We're, we're being pretty consistent so far, which is it's, good. It's pretty damn hot outside. It is. 104 today. I How left many? my house to come here to the studio at 10.30 in the morning. Yes. And my car said it was 95 degrees. At 10.30. At 10.30 in the morning. Well, we've entered that realm of the year, Mike. We've enjoyed remember, the nice, cool June. Remember in February when it, like, snowed for an evening? Mm-hmm. That was interesting. That was remember, fun. Remember those days? I remember those of days. Of rain and cold and cold and rain. Up until June? When Up I was until... like, why is it, why is it so cold outside? <laughs> <laughs> and it was still cold in June. Yeah. But not today, Mike. Not, no, today. not today. We, we are on fire. Officially, uh, we've officially entered... Fuck summer for July. Um, so we're on fire, but you know what's also on fire? These lists, the albums of 2014, Mike. Yeah, you know, going back and checking and re-listening to these albums, reanalyzing them, I, I realized 2014 is as strong, Ooh. depending on and depending on my mood, if not stronger than 2013's albums. Wow, I I really felt. Deep down, that this probably was a stronger year in, than than twenty thirteen. We did get a B foul album this year. We got a B foul album yeah. this year, which you know we may or may not have listened to since twenty fourteen. Very mm. much, I'm not sure. A lot, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the other, you know, other albums that we're discussing here, life is just. It, it was interesting. It was it's interesting. A, it's an interesting juxtaposition between like my personal life and my music life. Personal lives. Yeah. How 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 have, has the um, feedback been about our personal lives being discussed? Have we gotten well? Because we we get Daniel's lists, we do, and we enjoy Daniel's lists very much. So he he we we'll talking a lot a, about that this week because I, I I've I felt bad because we've been rushed in the last few episodes yes, a little bit that we week. haven't really had much time to talk about the the, the lists that our listeners give us. Right. So I want to dedicate a little bit of time to those because we've gotten a little bit more than just the one yes. this this, uh, this week. So And the Cubs but, have an early 6 nothing lead in the first inning. So you're so in a good mood. Feeling good right now. <laughs> good. Feeling good right now. Now, in 2014, were yeah. we feeling as good? 
Well, Adam, as you can tell from our many years <laughs> knowing each other, I'm quite an expert at hiding my feelings from my loved ones, <laughs> hiding how I truly feel. I and heard. Projecting, projecting a, uh, a sense of false hope. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> false, false sense of happiness. False sense of happiness. Yeah. There was a lot that was still yet to be determined in mm. 2014. It was, a, it was in hindsight, and I, I wrote down here because Adam gave me the stink eye last episode <laughs> about me not writing stuff down uh, to talk about. So my very first sentence here, it's a year that will forever stand out in my mind as one of the hardest times in my life. Ooh, so goodness I've got gracious. almost three pages of that. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear all of in. it. I only have two and a quarter pages, mm -hmm. but I think my life was equally as as torn asunder you were going by through the first know, the first full calendar year of, of a having father, a child yeah. and i'll uh, i'll explain more about that excitement mm -hmm. uh, uh, after mike is you want you want to go first this time i went first last time. well sure yeah sounds good <laughs> but of course well i don't even think we said it welcome to this game we'll everybody <laughs> we're going to talk about daniel for a minute we'll talk about daniel <laughs> we'll, when we get to the music section we'll, we'll talk about uh some, some of the lists that our listeners have have sent us but as far as feedback uh we haven't gotten a lot of feedback oh, okay. um as far as like if if, if we're share if we're oversharing <laughs> there maybe. might be some of I don't that know. so if, i feel but we're getting just as many listens okay if not like fluctuating a little bit more but like, I, I, I was just wondering that if people were offended mm. by us continuing to go slowly year by year mm -hmm. or if they were actually like you know like whatever it's just another stupid talk episode about k-flay you fucks <laughs> there's music being made this year no, i was thinking wolves all... at the gate <laughs> wait well i was thinking like once we're all caught up we can just do like we can do like an episode or two of like catching up yes on albums that we haven't talked about this, yes. for this year because there's some o interesting stuff i'll be done with oh sleeper by then oh good yeah we'll, we'll, have I'll, you started I'll, on them yet I'm, you know two listens into album one cool so enjoying it so far it's it, it, it's hardcore metalcore christian album it slaps oh great counselor <laughs> <laughs> that's the only part i've heard so far yeah. <laughs> well good album though good album okay good. anyway I'm excited. Uh, if, if you're just tuning in if you somehow missed the last uh three four episodes uh adam and i are going four. to be uh going back and and, and think and, and discussing the decade that was the teens and the tweens we love talking uh, about those teens and tweens we right? love it love it mm. <laughs> I always want to go just a little bit pervier like each episode. But every, uh, every time I'm listening back to our episode, I come up with like five different things we could have called this to yeah. make it sound even more creepy. <laughs> well, we don't. We want to make it just creepy enough to not get put on a list, right? But <laughs> but if you're if you're, if you're just tuning in, uh, go Adam back and, and Mike, to the last three take, episodes. Adam we, and Mike take a deep dive into the teens and tweens. Yes, not just the music that's come out, uh, which we will discuss later this episode. <laughs> Uh, but also the things that have happened in our personal lives because it's been a crazy decade for us. Crazy. And hopefully we will culminate this all within our end of the year 2019 discussion. Right. Until the beginning of 2020 when we do the best albums of the decade. When oh, we put man. all of our number ones against each other <laughs> yeah. and figure out what was the best album of the decade. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, we'll have Definitely like, gotta do that. We'll have like our top. 10 already. Yeah. But which one will win out is the real, mm, is the real question. Sleepwalkers by Brian Fallon. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but in what order will the others be? Uh, that would be My top 10 are all Sleepwalkers by Brian Fallon. <laughs> uh, yep. So I guess I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, this is the first year that I've actually written down um, my thoughts. Here we go. And uh, collected a lot of my feelings. I have tissues behind me. Other than um, my own personal journal, journal, I haven't really shared a lot of these 
uh, to the public. So, so this is just a photocopy of your journal. I just took a picture of it. I printed it out. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Walmart's very expensive with the prints. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, so I'm gonna. It, so feel free to interject with anything funny if you if you feel because this is gonna get kind of heavy. Okay. All right. So, I, but I don't like to do that usually because it's probably derailing. That's probably fine. Cutting, you you cutting. derail all my jokes anyway, right? So that's fine. <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll try my best to but yeah, derail. Feel free to interject any, at, at, at any time. So I'll go ahead and get started here. 2014. It's a year that will forever stand out in my mind as one of the hardest times in my life. Deja vu. Uh, it, was the close, it was the closing of a chapter in my life. It was a constant struggle between both my heart and my mind. And it was a realization, even if I didn't fully accept it or prepare for it at the time, that my wife no longer loved me. Oh. It's a hard feeling, you know, to come to grips with. Doesn't matter who you yes. are. When you what? doesn't matter what relationship you have, like a, you know, a loving relationship, a marriage relationship, a friendship relationship. When you realize that someone that no longer loves you, it's it's a heavy weight. Yes. To, to, After to, all of the years yeah. of being like, it's going to be okay. It's going to yeah. be okay. It's going to get better. And at this point in 2014, we had been together seven years, and the I I, I get to it a little bit, but like the writing was on the wall slowly but surely. Mm. Uh, but before we get into that emotional low, low point, surprisingly, it was not all doom and gloom for me. First of which, I successfully taught my daughter, Zoe, to ride a bike. Yay! This was in January of that year, too. That's a very important thing. I, I, I've been meaning to take Nora's training wheels off and yeah. see how we do. But yeah, yeah. We're not it's, there yet. It's, 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 a, it's a hard thing once you get started, but as long as the kid has like the determination to do it, it gets easier and easier every time you step on that bike. It okay. took about... A week and a half, I think, fully of like going to the park every evening to like every for evening. like two hours at a time. I was time. gonna say for six hours, six <laughs> long hours <laughs> into the into the <laughs> late night hours. <laughs> it was surprisingly not too difficult, and it only took about a week and a half of trying. When she told me she was ready to take the training wheels off of her two wheeler, I would drive her to her favorite park in town, and each uh, after work each day, and together we teach her how to balance and how to distribute your weight properly when turning. Mm. That's a week that stands out sharply in my mind because not only did we bond deeply through her fails, failures and her successes, but it was a great joy in my heart uh, that I so sorely needed during that time. Of course. So, yeah. Like, again, like, these are problems I can solve. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> these, the I, other I, problems I are ones that I can't. <laughs> are you sure you don't want to stay here longer, Zoe? We can stay here as long as you want. Oh, no, she's going to unplug you. Oh, no. <laughs> I think we're good, right? My lifeline. There you go. Okay. My vocal lifeline. I can see that he's okay right now. So anyway. Okay. Another good memory I have is traveling to Maryland for my first work trip in March. That was in 2014. That was in 2014. Man, that seems like not that long ago. Yeah, I know. Really. <laughs> it's like five years. Holy crap. I haven't traveled by plane since I was 15 years old, so Whoa. I was excited for the opportunity. Oh, funk. <laughs> so I was excited for the opportunity to go to another state for a week, even if it was just for work-related purposes. And, and all that, it was still snowing in March? Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. It, was a, it was a snow, actually, I was supposed to leave um, Sunday morning at the Ontario airport, but because there was a snowstorm, oh. I grounded all the planes, I had to call the travel agent for my work and then reschedule for like a, an LAX, one that would... Damn. Didn't care about dying. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, this pilot's suicidal. <laughs> exactly. Oh, good. I get to go on my trip. Uh, I got to stay at a nice hotel. I got to go on quiet walks in the evening in the snow. Ooh. And I got to eat my. I got to meet my East Coast counterparts and get to know them in person. Interesting. Overall, it was a pleasant trip and something that I look Hello, back Mike. fondly on. 
<laughs> Hello, Michelle McCullough. <laughs> Close. Her name's <laughs> Melissa. Oh, crap. Yeah. McCullough? <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Michaela. <laughs> Real quick, I also started uh, I also started binge-watching Game of Thrones in 2014 to prepare for the fourth season. Ooh. It's a show that I really love for its writing, its complex characters, its world-building, and its respect for the fantasy genre. I would go on to read the very complex novels in the years to come, and even though the last two seasons are not as strong as the first six... I still consider the show to be one show one of the I still consider the show to be one of the best and I'm happy that I gave it a chance. I watched a lot of movies in 2014 too, mm-hmm. more than I usually do. If I remember correctly, it was just another distraction mechanism for me during this year because my ex-wife would rarely be home in the evenings anymore. Mm. She claimed to be with her friend from school, but honestly, who knows. Uh, one so, of her divorced friends from school. Yeah, you know, just, just <laughs> planting those seeds in her mind. Like, you, you know, know what's great? Not being married anymore. Oh, yeah. You know what's I'm great? so happy now. I'm so free. You know what's great? Alimony. <laughs> <laughs> so after spending time with my daughter and putting her to bed for the evening, I would be alone and just catch up on movies that looked interesting to me. Obviously, I was already in the throes of depression at that point of the year, so watching movies alone was one of the only things that I could think to do to distract my wandering mind from going to dark and unpleasant places. Hmm. And that brings me to the main topic of this year, the dissolution of my marriage to my ex-wife. I'm not not even done with the first page here. (laughs) We got a lot more to go. (laughs) So much more to go. I'm so... Dissolution of my marriage to my ex-wife, April. And there was nothing within you at the time that could have said like, hey, April, why don't you hang out at home more often? This this seems odd. We'll get there. Okay. (laughs) As I've stated in the past three episodes, I've always been one to try and see the best in any given situation. Sometimes, no matter how much the logical side of my brain is screaming at me to do otherwise. For seven years now, my ex-wife would continually accuse me of being unfaithful and unsupportive as a husband. Unfaithful because she apparently kept hearing from her, quote, friends and, quote, people, I, people who I work with that I have been having sexual relationships with what? coworkers what? And, people sh- and people we knew. <laughs> what? She was hearing that from your coworkers. She apparently had people at my work oh, who would tell her she was paying them for, I don't for know insider information. Yeah, interesting. She claims that these things. One yeah. day, I went out to the patio area at my work mm-hmm. and um, just to eat my lunch, and there was a lady out there who I I just recognized because I see her like around. Yes, just, and she was out there reading a book and smoking. Which she normally does out there. Yes, um, Mike often did that. And as then, well. and then, no, not 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 that point <laughs> in my life. Um, but um, she had told me like, "Hey, your wife, your wife was just here. She was asking about you." Oh God! And she was, and which was a little confusing to me because I, because she, I just got off the phone with her. My my daily routine because she was always checking up on me. Yes. When I clocked out, she knew what time I left for lunch at twelve at twelve in, at twelve in the afternoon, and then she'd call me pretty much right away. Hey, how you doing? Mada yada, blah blah blah. Okay, bye. Um, so, where are you? Where are you right now? But um, are you indoors or outdoors? So I was a little confused when she said that. Like, oh yeah, I just talked to her, but she said no. She was asking about you, like asking weird questions. Like three minutes ago, she yeah. was literally like, right here. She was like literally right there in the parking lot, <laughs> talking. Like, but yeah. So anyway, so she would do stuff like that. Interesting. Um, where was I? He's like, tell Mike I'm looking for him and that I know. <laughs> <laughs> this was a constant issue between us, even before we got married. Naively, I had thought that she would get over these false suspicions as time went on. But hmm. of course, 
that's not how these things work and that's not how people like her are. Right. Or, yeah, people who are doing that kind of stuff. They don't just be like, oh, yeah, I, now I trust him. No, I've been, yeah, I've been following him for the last six months without him knowing about me, but I trust him now. But it's a lot of, like, naivete on my point, on my, on my part, because that's something that I constantly, you know, beat myself up for was my naivete for mm. towards her was like, well, if I marry her, then she'll know that I'm faithful serious. Yeah. Yes. If I have so. a baby with her, marry her, move her mother in, move her to a, <laughs> to a interesting house in Paris yes. <laughs> with no air conditioning, um, we'll be it just great. <laughs> we had lots of air conditioning up until a couple years ago. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. Sorry. I have air conditioning now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but 2014 was the first time in our relationship that I actually started to suspect that she had she was completely checked out. Man. Not only did she outright refused to celebrate Valentine's Day with me, one of my favorite holidays, FYI, mm. but I also almost had to beg her to celebrate our wedding anniversary in May. Beg her? I almost had to beg her. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Which is I don't think I I don't think that's something that you have to do, right? You usually, usually. Both times she claimed that she was too busy, quote, uh and refused to discuss it further. We went out for a quick dinner on our anniversary, but the entire night I could tell she didn't care. Hmm. Well, you did take her to McDonald's. That was probably your first... <laughs> hey, you know, the bu- there's a lot of food at the KFC buffet, all right? You get corn, you get mashed potatoes. Corn and mashed potatoes. Yeah, you get lukewarm fried... You get lukewarm greasy fried chicken. It's great, dude. Well... And I paid for it. And you paid all for it. <laughs> No, I remember like, quickly, like, I took her to dinner down over here at this uh, the, sh- the shopping center over there because she wanted sushi. But she just couldn't care less about anything that mm, night. Okay. Hana sushi? Yeah, that one. Oh, yes. Uh, sushi for $50, please? Yes, yes please. please. <laughs> I went there during their quote-unquote happy hour. Mm-hmm. It was literally like a buck off. A buck. That's oh it. Oh, my God. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> From her end. You better be better be more than $5 on that credit card charge <laughs> or else we will start of page two. <laughs> From her end and my perspective, she was actually having a decent year. As far as her career goes, she had been networking with her professors and instructors and managed to forge a professional relationship with one of them. Mm. She landed a few gigs to work as a lead makeup artist for several plays that mm. were coming to uh, in, in Rancho Rancho Cucamonga. That's right. Uh, this landed her, oh, being her husband at the time, I was, of course, very excited for her and eager for her to apply all of the knowledge and skills that she had been developing over the past years into a real-world practice. Despite the fact that she kept claiming that I wasn't supporting her, in reality, I really did my best to show my support for her. To this day, I actually do feel like she is. she has a talent and an eye for makeup and special effects. I tried mm. really hard during that time to and even post-divorce to try to make sense of why she would think I wasn't supporting her and the closest I could come up with was that was the fact that I would ask her to spend quality time with each other even during and after her gigs Mm. so she would that was another point of contention from like a lot of the things that stemmed from her arguments was you know she'd get these gigs and so she'd be busy all that week right Right. while, while the play was in town right so I'd be like okay well how about before or after we'll Go celebrate, or we'll spend time together tonight. I don't have time. I have to go prepare. Yeah, I don't, I don't have, have time. To, I have to wind down after. Why aren't you supporting me? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's in, in, You're in, so needy. I'm like, am I being needy by like, I don't know. So. It sounds like it to me. <laughs> really? <laughs> you see, I remember being in a state of depression all throughout the year, and and 
just trying to win over the woman that I married slash the woman, the, the mother of my beautiful daughter. But time and time again, I just kept on getting reminded just how checked out she was of our marriage and perhaps waiting for the right, and she was perhaps waiting for the right opportunity to bow out. Mm. She just needed an excuse. Uh, I think eventually. You know, yeah, if, of course, in hindsight, I think that's what she was waiting on. As soon as I catch him cheating, I'll have a reason to leave him. I'll have I'll have that evidence soon, baby. And then, alimony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my goal. Let's see if I end this year. And then some alimony. retire <laughs> with alimony. Ooh. <laughs> it worked for my friend. I won't bore you further on the smaller micro problems that kept building throughout the year, mm. and the fact that it seemed like we were fighting constantly, at least once a week, sometimes over the dumbest, most trivial things. Most, more often than not, there's I, toothpaste in the sink again. <laughs> that was more Mike than her. But. That's true. <laughs> more often than not, if I wasn't going to bed alone one night, I was going to bed angry and frustrated. Uh, uh, finally, it was either September or October. We had perhaps the biggest fight of our relationship. Mm. I don't exactly remember what triggered <clears throat> it, but I do remember that I let out a lot of pent-up frustrations with her as a wife, as a partner, and as a person. Was that around Big Bear time? Because we did that this in late after, September. It was after Big Bear time, so come oh, to think of it, it must okay. have been early October. Or something okay. Like that. Um, I had never screamed like that to another to another human being before. Whoa. To another being for that long. Wait, I'm sorry. I had never screamed like that to another human being before. And quite frankly, I'm ashamed of my behavior that day. At the end of the fight, I pulled my wedding ring off, something I very rarely do unless I'm swimming in the ocean or something threw it across the room and said, if you don't care about my feelings or the way you treat me, then just fucking leave. She then shoved me aside, left the house, and I knew right then that our marriage was over. Yeah. So that was October-ish. It was October-ish, yeah. Was anybody else in the house with you guys at the time? Everybody who lived at that house was in the house at the time. <laughs> just just listening. <laughs> just, oh, it's just a normal day here. <laughs> at that point, they'd all been used to it. The rest of the year following that day wasn't any better, as you can imagine. The immediate days following, I tried in vain to apologize to her. I was again desperate and depressed and lost. Hmm. Not only that but I was still stuck in my unhealthy habit of trying to hide my pain from the people around me. In hindsight, I'm really embarrassed of myself for pretending to my best and closest friends that nothing was wrong. Even people at work, people who never speak to me on a personal level, knew that something was wrong and would, and would ask me about it. Of course. I made several more attempts to make amends with her, and I even wrote a script, all in Spanish, to try to talk to her mom about it, too. Whoa. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I wanted to try to get her perspective and see if... Because I know that she talks to her mom personally about right. like, all this stuff. So I wanted right. to see if there was anything at all that I could probably do to try to mend what was there. She'd be like, tu es el diablo. Muerte, muerte. Alamone. But the damage was too far gone. I was just del delaying the inevitable at that point. My marriage was all but over, and there was nothing I could do to save it. She was always a stubborn person, for better or for worse. Once she's convinced of something, she's completely committed to it, no matter how many times you try to convince her otherwise or have evidence, of, or have evidence to the contrary. If she heard, quote, rumors that I was cheating, then I must have been cheating on her. Of course. If she, Why would others lie to her? If she felt like I was being unsupportive of her goals, then I must be a selfish person who doesn't support the goals of his wife. Goddamn. 
In a lot of ways, the writing was always on the wall, and we weren't ever right for one another. I still haven't decided if I did the right thing in trying to make it work. Although I genuinely did love my wife, I married her knowing that she didn't trust me and assumed the worst about me. And that's always the hardest part about it, you know? When yeah. you marry somebody knowing that you're not right for one, you're not fully right for one another, but you try to make it work. Hmm. Yeah. And then, the, and then finally having it blow up in your face like that and having right. it proven all wrong at the end of the day, you know? Uh, at the end of the year, going into 2015, it's honestly a blur. I remember crying almost every night, waking up every morning alone because she was basically spending the night at other people's houses until I would leave for work and struggling to literally do anything throughout the day. One of the first worries I had throughout the year was the idea that Zoe would be taken away from me. It's terrifying to me to think of the two of us growing apart, me and Zoe, I mean, and uh, knowing how vindictive and how much my ex-wife loves to hold grudges, that that was very much, lo that was very much a looming reality that I was preparing myself for. Mm. I had a constant knot in my stomach, which ruined my appetite semi-permanently, which eventually caused me to lose 15 pounds. I have pictures of myself from that time period, and, I can s and you can see how sunken my eyes are and how bony my neck had become. For the first time in many, many More years... More so than usual. Shut up. <laughs> I'm but yeah, for, for Mike, 15 pounds is like... And this is before like I started working out. 25% so. of his body weight, practically. So. Almost, yeah. And this is before I started working out, too. Right. So I, for, many, for the first time in many, many years, I was starting to get ling lingering thoughts that maybe things would be better for everyone if I was no longer around. Typing this up and reliving these painful memories is not easy for me. I can feel myself tearing up thinking about how depressed, self-loathing, scared, and broken I was every single day. The closest I've ever felt to this were these days, and were my days in grade school and middle school, leading up to day, leading up to the day when I was 13 and attempted suicide in my closet. Yeah. I felt like I had failed as a husband by allowing my wife to feel the way she did. Uh, I, I failed as a father in keeping my family together, and I failed as a man to keep my dark feelings as, at bay. April wouldn't move out of the house until May of 2015, so it was a bittersweet right. next few. It was a bittersweet next few month, months. On the one hand, I still had Zoe with me, and being with her was always the highlight of my day. But on the other hand, I had my ex-wife still around, still sometimes insulting me, shaming me, and ignoring me with her feigned indifference, and that always hurt. I could go on for longer, but I think that paints enough of a picture for one of the worst years of my life. Luckily, there were sprinkles of joy and fun throughout the year, like some great music, going to some great concerts with Adam, and the fact we that I bought... That. Huh? I said we did do that. We, we did went do to that. some shows. We went to an awkward one so with did my April. wife We went to two of them. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't uh, she go to... She went to both of those Glass House shows with yes, us. Yes, she did. In, in the late, one in the beginning of the, of the year, one by oh, the yeah. time we were, checked, we were basically separated at that point. She was at the Chiodos... Bless the Fall show. Correct. That she was the was beginning of the year. The Word Alive show. Yes. In November. And, and we was, were basically separated at that point. Pretty sure she was at the Dance Gavin Dance show in December, right? I don't remember if she was at that one. I, are you thinking of the one in 2015? No. Because that, okay. was, that was the Hawthorne Heights one. Where she, I knew she wasn't there for that what one. What was the one that, my, that, that Tiff went to? That was the Amity Affliction show. Oh, that's right. That was still in the Glass House. Okay. Later 2015. Right. Okay. Talk more about that next year. I <laughs> uh, went to great concerts with Adam, and the fact that I bought a PS4, a PS4 and a Wii U that year. But the unfortunate reality is that I was in a constant dark place, and I felt lost and alone. It wouldn't be until a couple of years later 
that I would learn to be brave and open up to the people around me. More thin. <laughs> Sorry to would leave you, you guys. Would you say there. a couple of years? I'd say it was. I don't know. It wasn't until like 2016 that I would learn like to stop holding things on the inside. Ah, okay. And, yeah. Stop pretending to be okay. And finally, starting like to talk about like, oh yeah, we're actually are going to separate now. Well, I mean, like, that was a reality because that's, that's not yeah. something that you can hide, right? That's right. not something that you can be like, oh, we're okay. She just <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's I fine. Make, I make so much money that I bought her a different house. <laughs> you see, I'm so rich now. Adam. Zoe goes back understand. and forth between the houses. Exactly. Just, it's because I snore. It's that's my fault. She needs I, a whole other house. I, the I'm other being side a of town. shitty husband. You know, I, I'm being told that every day. So I'm being a shitty husband. I need to be in Paris. She needs to be in Rialto, you know, yeah, 30 yeah. miles away so that she, she can't hear me. Right? So everything's, yes. everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, I can remember all of that year, man. very vividly, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, I, of course, wasn't there for the arguing. Of course. Yeah, I didn't see all that stuff. No, but, but there was that very awkward November Thanksgiving that yes. I don't think anybody... I'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting day. But there was also when I would come over for my haircuts, you know, mm-hmm. once every month or so. Yeah. And then I remember just like, uh, uh, if it was a day we didn't podcast, I do remember like coming home and like just telling Don, like, I'm back from the house of sadness. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> because like you could just sense like you and her, there was Attention. no, dis- there was no banter uh, yeah just you guys weren't talking to each other you and i would talk while i was yeah. getting my haircut and april you know would take six hours to cut my hair and <laughs> all that stuff but um <laughs> um so yeah and then like the haircut would be done and then she would just kind of disappear or she'd yeah. leave or whatever and you would kind of huff and just like, uh, <laughs> like or sigh or your mother-in-law was like singing in the diablo <laughs> <laughs> or, or she'd be like high on her Vicodin pills yeah. and you'd just be like, oh, she got into her pills again or <laughs> whatever. Maybe it's time for you to go. <laughs> and we were just, I was just like, Mike should make some changes, perhaps. I don't know. Is this going to be forever? Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's Mike's life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave him to his sadness now. Right. Bye. And I remember somewhere around Christmas coming over for a haircut with Dawn. Mm. And that was the night that, well, you were there when we got there. And when we got there, you were just like, I have no idea where April is. She didn't come home last night. Mm. She might be here by 10 when we scheduled this haircut, yeah. but I don't know. And we're just like, okay, I guess we'll we'll hang out. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Please, I need some happy faces in my life. <laughs> and then when she showed up, she had like been in a car accident. Mm. And she was very like nonchalant. Like, oh, yeah, I got in a car accident last night. Whatever. The bumper is like torn off. And it's just like, oh, oh it, was, it wasn't even my fault. Was, uh, and you guys were all just acting normal. After like a car accident, which like I know when I've been in car accidents, like my brain it just like it doesn't calm down. Right, right. I'm just right. like replaying the the accident over right, and over Adam, again. Sit down the chair. <laughs> we're gonna cut your hair. <laughs> right. So like, when Don and I left, we're like something was off about that encounter. Hmm. Oh boy. And yeah. and and that that also feeds into like you know thinking back about this, like it also feeds into my embarrassment of like because like it, that stuff brought you guys into it and. Like that—that's something I'm like, embarrassed about. I mean, know? what are we gonna do? I mean, just, just never talk to you again. <laughs> that's part of my fears, you know. I, know. I thought, you know, because we were on the verge of separating at that. Right. I mean, at that point, we had already been separated at that point as a couple. But um, I thought I was gonna lose you guys too because I was gonna—I was obviously losing her. 
there was the potential of me losing Zoe. I wasn't. Well, I'm gonna I lose my friends too because I'm making you guys awkward and awkward. And of yeah. course, we we trust April. You know, with all of her <laughs> well, like, anti Mike discussions. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, April cuts our hair. Mike doesn't cut our hair. No, there's absolutely no reason for us to hang out with him. Anymore. I'm just saying. Now I have to spend eighteen dollars to let a very attractive woman cut my hair mm. every month. Not not it doesn't take six hours. You know, and it takes like. 10 to 15 minutes at most. <laughs> right, right. No, that's that's $80 an hour that she works in. If she takes like 15 minutes to cut your hair. That's a long time, yes. Yeah. So, And I mean, she was nice enough to cut my hair for free, except certain times she would text me and be like, I'm broke. Can can you give me 10 bucks to cut your hair? I'd be like, okay. And it wasn't you know too big of a deal. Oh, she never told me that. Oh, <laughs> but it was not very often. Maybe sure. like two or three, four times oh, at okay. most over that what? My stupid husband has no money because he's a failure of a man. Can you give me ten dollars? <laughs> right. That was implied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Subtext, it, you know. It was like three years of her cutting my hair and it was like three or sure, four sure. times she asked me for money for it. So oh, okay. I can't fault her too much on sure, that. Sure, sure. Think of it as a tip. I guess so. So I don't know what was what else could have happened at this point? Now, in hindsight, it's like this was the best thing for you. No, but and, at yeah, the time, that's definitely it wasn't something I'll touch upon in the coming episodes. But at years. the time, ah oh, man, just I mean, I'm already an overthinker or, or, as it is, even to this day. But like, yes. um, at that time, you know, I thought my whole life was just going to spiral out of control, and then that's what also led to like the suicidal thoughts coming back again and, and no matter i mean well 2015 was me trying to convince mike he would be okay sure and that i've seen people survive this and yeah. do better and it was just like he, he wasn't even going there no by that point in 2015 but we went to a hockey game he's like i i'm a <laughs> failure as a man no one has ever been through a divorce and come out happy thank you that's <laughs> what i've been trying to tell you <laughs> i'm like but mike my mom's been through like 50 <laughs> and she's very happy now. But at that point she's just like, Oh, okay. It's that time of year. It's time right. to, Oh, it's, it's October must, but it must be divorced. Right. Month. My dad went through two of them yeah, yeah. and he finally met his soulmate at 48. She was 27, but still oh. it, you know, there's still hope. <laughs> the f- always the first, whenever I see couples with like that big of an age gap, I always think that like Child when they bride. were just born, that person would be like, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck that baby one day. <laughs> that baby. I don't care how long it takes. I'm gonna fuck that baby. <laughs> Wait. So, like, in you know, of course, in my perception, it was like people bounce back from divorces and usually end up much better. Yes. So, but convincing Mike of that ever was not the years. He was, he was very far from being able to accept that reality. Sure. Yeah. And it, <clears throat> and it, 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 it took a lot and took a lot of self reflection. It took a lot of like, you know, talking with you. We had I, I talked to another therapist myself, and 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 then I I really. Again, that's stuff I'll talk about in a couple episodes. Yes. But um, the next yeah. two years are very fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's going to be a roller coaster from here on out, no. folks. So uh, no, <laughs> strap yourselves in. I, I, so I hope my write up was good. That was that was fine. Okay, as good. long as you feel you talked about what you need to talk about. Yeah, because I did not know about throwing the ring. And when yeah. you took that ring off. What's my number one song of, of <laughs> 2014, Adam? Uh, Drown by Bring Me the Horizon. I decided not to put drag that. the lake and bring me home again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. I, I, I think that might have been where your mindset was at the time. <laughs> but oh. I guess we'll reevaluate yeah. the greatest songs of 2014. We, we, we do have to reevaluate. Okay, mine yeah. did not change. One thing but... I didn't bring up was also like, and sorry if this is like TMI or anything, but like virtually no sex life at that point. Either. It was gone. Yeah, the, I mean, it was already, the it was already waning by like 2013, but at 20. 20- 
Did I say 13? Yeah. So by 2013, it had already been waning, but like 2014, virtually I know. no intimacy well, you were between the two of us. getting it from so many other people. I, I mean, mean, why would I get it from my wife when I could get it from all of my mistresses? All of your coworkers. And, but one thing I'll definitely have to know. bring up in 2015 because like I forgot to type this up in 2014. Again, sorry, this is... TMI, but I started to be a little this whole bit more. Episode is TMI. This but whole like, decade this, is TMI. But like, this I don't want the time. People, I don't want people to think like. Anyway, but <laughs> again, you're addicted to, to sex. Yes. No, sorry. But <laughs> I was starting to get like a little bit too addicted to porn. Oh, too addicted yeah. to porn. Like I was starting to like, like really now like. Now I'm taking it to work. Now I'm taking it to my car. Now not I'm so <laughs> much, but like. Underground sex dungeons? Were you no, getting no, into no, that no. realm? Not okay. like that, but like I mean, like I was, I'm looking forward to those in my retirement years. Like in in the, in the past, in the past, I would use, <coughs> um, and back in the day, like early in our relationships, like me and my ex-wife, like we would use porn as like oh inspiration, like we'd mm. have it on, and we, I don't, I don't want to get Daniel Day Lewis of porn, the Daniel Day Lewis of porn, <laughs> but like 2014 when I was basically craving intimacy and not getting it at all like i would just get it from porn so like i would rely too much on porn and i feel like i was a little like i noticed like uh, i think i'm taking this a little too far mm, yeah. okay okay like so these I women are to... staring at me with someone else's dick in their mouth i'm feeling a <laughs> connection here a lot of pov you know i love the pov ones i like that intimacy of yeah. the eye contact <laughs> yeah yeah oh this girl this girl's high on something yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's on so much crystal meth right now <laughs> really attracted to that in a woman for some reason yeah so so that kind of goes into like the downward downward spiral of my life at that point was like, okay yeah. i mean it didn't get into like dark you know illegal stuff no no i don't i don't i don't mean to say it that way i just meant like i was overly reliant on it there's a lot like, of degrading and, stuff to women maybe? no 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 nothing like, again okay. nothing like that i, I was just i, I was just right, needing right. it i felt like i was needing it too mm, much and like okay in in a way where when you're in a when you're in, when you're in a in a healthy relationship with somebody and you fantasize about them like, oh, I can't wait to get intimate with my partner and mm. stuff. Like I was in the men, like, oh, I can't wait to go jerk off with my phone. Yeah, jerk off with my phone or something at, in the my middle. Phone of, is... I can't wait to be alone at night in my bed so I can jerk off in my phone. <laughs> you know, like, right. mm, like, mm, mm, <laughs> mm, happiness is happiness <laughs> is <laughs> when you turn that phone off. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so that's that's one of the major things I forgot to bring up in in my write up. But uh, yeah. Okay. So we get to talk about Whew. my weaning weaning off of it in the years to come. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Mike so how was your to... 2014, Adam? My 2014 was a little bit different. Mm. Somehow we came together, and then we also recorded a podcast. Many but... many weeks. Yeah. <laughs> to catch my Uncle Back's joke there. But what? Who? I said, somehow we came together, and then we recorded a podcast. Oh, Nearly go. weekly at that point. We were on much... We, we just had... It seemed like we had so much free time. I mean, your wife was busy with her life. Mm -hmm. I only had one child. Yeah. Growing child at that Did point. Did I? I can't, it seems like so many children at this point. <laughs> um, so, for me... Come on, microphone. Stand up. So... This was once again a year that seemed to not have too many crazy things that stood out. 2011 was the boringest of all years. Right. But this one, you know, not too many crazy things. It seems to have started out fairly well with the baby progressing into crawling like she had on Christmas time, yeah. 2013, and continuing to sleep more through the night. Oh, remember when babies sleep through the night? Your I mean, daughter still doesn't sleep through the night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 
They sleep through the night sometimes. (laughs) I do know the baby moved out of our room by this year. Yeah, boy. And this was a good thing, despite our stupid old house being incredibly creaky and forcing yourself to walk extra gingerly at all times (laughs) when the baby was asleep. Like, I knew exactly where the creaky floorboards were Ah. in my 60-year-old house. You'd grown grown accustomed to your house at that point. <laughs> so you figure that stuff. You can out. get one of those um, those uh, mechanical chairs that are, that are meant for old people to go up the stairs and just do right. it for the hallway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we should have probably done that in hindsight, but then you move to a house with like concrete floors, and it's like this is no longer a problem. Oh my god! Oh, Silence. Um, I am sure Mike and I celebrated the Super Bowl with the Seahawks crushing the Broncos that year. We do every year, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the... team, the Seahawks. That was the first day I met my brother-in-law's future wife. Oh. Stacy. They're still to... They're, they're still married to this day. Yeah. At that point, they'd only been dating for like a month. And he oh, just like... True, yeah. Brought her over for the Super Bowl and we're like, what? Eric has a girlfriend? What? <laughs> He's 33 years old and tell you guys has never... Somebody? He did. He oh, did. Okay. But it was like... Okay, this dude hasn't dated anybody, and he's 33, and all of a sudden he's just he really bringing her on over. He's really never had a girlfriend before? That's a story for his podcast, Ooh, Mike. okay. <laughs> Subscribe, <laughs> everyone. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're married. They're still going well. Yeah. You know, they so seem, that, to, that's they seem good. to be doing well to, together. The baby slowly got She's more. Really nice, too. Yes. The baby slowly got more and more mobile, and we mistakenly... Started working with her more on practicing walking. Because yes. you're like, oh, the baby's like standing and, and, and can cruise. Mm-hmm. Let's get her walking sooner. <laughs> so we used a little walker thing. It was like a little turtle that looked like a lawnmower. And she could like stand up and push it. And, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I remember that. Um, I think we still have it in the backyard right yeah. now. <laughs> so we used the little walker thing. And I w- and we would have her go back and forth across the living room. Her little face was so happy when doing it. <laughs> and we thought, this was a good thing. <laughs> this would be a good thing. But yeah, the biggest giant smile of just like, ah, I'm walking! And I'm nobody's mobile! And no one's helping me! <laughs> On February 9th, only seven weeks after starting to crawl, and at age eight months and three weeks... She took her first steps. Yes. Because she didn't turn... Unaided? Unaided. Nice. Because she didn't, you know, turn nine months until February 14th. Yeah. But on February 9th, she started taking her steps. Very cautiously at first, just going from the ottoman to the couch. We thought, wow, that is great. She got it so quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little did we know the chaos that would ensue. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Moving on. Not too much other than podcasting really sticks out from the earlier part of the year. Those old podcasts were still le- were still focusless in hindsight, <laughs> but we still had fun. Did Eleanor, we really not transition to music at that point. Not really. Really, we were still. I could have sworn that we were already at music. At that but point. we still threw in like other random things that were not related to music okay. at that point as well. Um, Eleanor turned one on May thirteenth, and we had a party in the backyard. Don made a giant blob thing. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> it was filled with water. It was just like, I don't know how to describe it. It was almost like, like a waterbed. Water yeah, it was like yeah. a waterbed. Yeah, it was like yeah. a waterbed without a cushion on it <laughs> or without a, a, a sheet on it. We should it. have brought a comforter and some pillows <laughs> and we just relaxed. Um, it seemed to keep the children entertained. Mike's wife made a giant cupcake cake out of using a mannequin head for a mold. Oh, that's interesting. Do you remember so, like, that's man- what it was? Well, I remember the cake. I don't. I don't think I was there for the entire, like... 
building of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize she put a man. There's a mannequin head on the inside, and she just built a cake around it. Yes, to make That's it look like a cupcake. It's interesting. The baby destroyed the cake after what seemed like a very long time of waiting for her to get the hang of what she was supposed to be doing at that point. Because <laughs> you know, she just instinctively destroy cakes well, in front of them. Iris, as soon as yeah, you put did, a, yeah. a cake in front of her, she's like, blah, blah, blah. But Nora like stared at this giant cupcake like, so what am I supposed to do with this? And we're like, we're like grabbing her arm and putting it in the cake and putting it in her mouth. Before that, before that point? I don't know. I doubt it. That's probably what it was then. She's this big colorful thing that she thought maybe was a toy. And then she just slowly started figuring out like, oh, frosting. And then frosting is good. We didn't think like, oh, let's just give her a piece of this yeah. so that other people can eat cake. We just let the baby destroy Three this, hours later, this giant mannequin cake. Ha- cake <laughs> this giant mannequin head yeah. that like nobody can eat now because the baby's been like putting her hand in her mouth and then touching it again and hand in the mouth. <laughs> of course, this was the year we did not go to Warp Tour. Right. Because my wife was having class. And we had no child care. Because, mm-hmm. you know, why would grandparents be available to provide child care? That's what they're supposed to be for. That's why they were invented. We did podcast that day. And that episode was pretty funny. As we talked about the reasons not going to Warp Tour was a better choice. Yeah. Didn't we do like a <laughs> fake interview with Ronnie Radke or something? I mean, it was it was brief. Yeah. It was more of a joke yeah. than anything. Whew. Cubs are now up eight to nothing. The pitcher just hit a home run. Nice. The pitcher hit home run. Yep. Darvish? Uh, Lester. Oh, cool. His second career home run of all nice. time. So, yeah, that's a really funny episode. So yeah, I'll have to go check that one it's, out. It's, what, June of 2014, thereabouts. Okay. I'll read the descriptions and find out which It was one 95 is. degrees that day, and we were sitting in my pleasant 80-degree air-conditioned <sighs> house. That was part of what made it better. Yeah. Of course, my Blackhawks made a noble run in the playoffs that year. They played the Kings again in the Western Conference Final. They had played them the previous year and mm-hmm. had a dramatic uh, overtime win to mm-hmm. win the series. Um, but this season, this season, it was not so easy. Can't win them all. They went to a Game 7. We had tied it and headed into overtime in Game 7. I had, very, I had way too much confidence that we would win that game at that point. I remember that. Just being like, oh, we got, we got the overtime. We, got, we sent it to overtime. We're, yeah, we're good. Well, they made it that far. It never even crossed my mind we could lose until the Kings scored that last goal. Oh, nuts. I remember being crushed and re-watching it numerous times. <laughs> it was such a cheap shot that somehow just slipped in. It was one of those things where like, the guy just kind of like didn't even hit it hard. It. He just like kind of lobbed it towards the net, and it just kind of ricocheted off of <laughs> some people and slid under the goalie's pads. That's messed up. <laughs> um, I could not, not even stomach watching the finals and seeing the Kings win it all again like they had two years prior. Or no. Yeah, in 2012 they had one. We will have our payback another year, I suppose. (laughs) Um, I know this was the year I really threw myself into absorbing more bands. After Mike's 2013 list, I knew I needed to start catching up. When I was like, oh, I I listened to 31 bands this year. Mike, 76 bands. (laughs) Like, well, apparently I need to be doing more. Distracting to, uh, myself catch up. from you know home life. I think so. Even in 2013, you Even feel 20, well, okay. that was that was the beginning of the down okay. of the downfall. Yeah. Um, 
it doesn't seem right for one podcaster to have double the albums listened to per year. <laughs> right? Oh, I mean, I suppose. Right? And there have been plenty of bands that you've been like hyping about sure. that I had never listened to. I'm like, I remember well, that I was around the time like, you were just like exhausted about the fact of like, oh, this band has like four albums. I know, six albums. Because you have a process, right? You take, I do you, have it a process. It takes you about a week to absor- fully absorb and come up with your um, final thoughts for an album. So that, that That's the fun of it, Mike. Yeah. That's the fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> There were some great bands that year, like DGD, Dance, nice. Gavin Dance. Some real stinkers, like I Killed the Prom Queen. <laughs> Ooh, you gave him a fair shot there. I know. But by August, we were on our way to taking the skinny on the road. We went to the Bless the Fall, Chiodos, I Killed the Prom Queen, and Capture the Crown show at the Glass House mm-hmm. that year. Yes, we did. My first of many Glass House shows. The interviews went much better than expected, and the show's the show was very good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know how I kind of came up with this idea to take it on the road, but I just realized that everybody is standing in line, not talking to each other, yeah. but all are there to see their and favorite remember, bands. Yeah, because it was your idea, and I remember thinking, like, wow, that's like a genius idea because we're all there for the same reason. Right. People want to talk about this stuff, but right. like, don't necessarily you know, are pushed to. Right. Everybody thinks like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so like, like different because I like this band. Oh, and then it turns out this line wrapping around the building yeah. also feels the same way. So there's, let's bring this community there's together. There's 300 people who all think the exact same right. way. So why not talk to a few of them, you know? Um, so we continue to do no, more. Man, I'm straight. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the dudes. That was my favorite. That's my favorite skinny on the road quote. <laughs> my first of many Glasshouse shows. The interviews went much better than expected and the shows were good. We continued to do more including the Dance Gavin Dance show in December. And it seemed like this might be something to further challenge ourselves and hopefully get a wider audience. Yeah, and I remember our listenership, I, I saw our listenership jump like a lot Dang. from that. I'd like to hope it wasn't, it was more than just like the six to eight people that we... That's what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking, oh, it's just going to, at that point, because I, 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 we had analytics for the show because um, of the service that we use. And then... I was just expecting, oh, yeah, the, the six to ten people and their friends probably will listen Maybe. to Maybe. Somehow, it was that and more. It jumped up at least double what, what it used to be. Ooh, so okay. I, I was really excited for my career. We also attended the Word Alive show, mm-hmm. which was the Get Real tour. Yes. And it was them and, let's see, that was... Our Last Night. Our Last Night, Dead Rabbits. Yeah. Color morale, and I remember being really upset that Craig Mabbitt didn't join the Word of Life. Yes, there was that. That was the night we were supposed to have seen Misfortune. Yes, but instead we saw Michael Relocate. Yeah, sing four songs, Mm -hmm. and then some other band, like local band, Vice. No, that was not till December. That was the DGD show. Oh, that's right. I'm not there yet, Mike. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think they were called Asylus. Is that what it was? You're right. Yeah, something weird like that. They had a cool. I remember they had a cool logo. There was just a so, bunch of like fourteen year old kids. <laughs> I was like, you guys um, are doing it, man. We didn't make it to the show on time to interview people because of things that Mike may discuss. Because <laughs> Mike's wife went with us to we, that yeah. show, and I remember we got there late. Yeah, we did. And like the line had already gone inside by the time we got there. Yeah. So it was like, well, shit, that didn't work out well. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm I'm remembering that not being like. Well, it wasn't pleasant. It, for it me. wasn't good. Right. Yeah. Was that the time that we were, we went to the pizza place down the street? Correct. Yeah. And, uh, and she even it was like, awkward. Ref- yeah, she wasn't even talking to me. She wasn't looking at me. She wasn't sitting next to me. I can't remember if that was the time that she 
laid down in the back seat of your yes. old 98 Corolla. That was the one, yeah. And <laughs> didn't talk to us the entire drive out there. Pretty much, yeah. But I, I can't remember if that was DGD or if, which one it was. So I mentioned the baby starting to walk this year. And boy, how that exploded in the summer. <laughs> First off, my mom got married to the same person. <laughs> For the third time <laughs> in July. <laughs> so this was the uh, government one? or is There had the been the first one? time in yeah. 2010, and then again in 2013 when it became legal. Oh, okay. And then she wanted to do a big party with all of her family out here in 2014. So that a relative can see them get married too? Was so it? that my grandpa could have one final That's trip right. to the West Coast. That's right. That's what it was. All he wanted to do was go to the beach. <laughs> no, no, come to our house and watch me get married again. 90-year-old man. Um, Eleanor was definitely on the go at that time. This was the beginning of the great chasing and safety-keeping debacle of the year. My mom had a pool, as well as cactuses all over her backyard. <laughs> and keeping the baby away from them was much more difficult than I had initially thought. You know, at some point... <laughs> There's a learning experience <laughs> to be made there. They're like, Cactuses, oh. is sharp. <laughs> sure. Pools, death traps. Death traps. Um, Casey Anthony, mother of the year. <laughs> of the year. Um, I barely got to visit with my family because I was making sure she did not end up skewered or drowned. <laughs> it was all it was was just following her around these these mountains of cactuses yeah. as she just kind of walked closer to them, away from them, run up to the pool, run away from the pool. Run, oh, Jesus Christ. And there's no childproofing there at that house. No. Which is fine because yeah, it's their it's house. This 60 year old lady, she's yeah. not going to have childproofing. Then in August, we flew to Chicago nice. for my nephew's wedding. Eleanor and all of her 15 month old glory was into everything. Nice. Being in airports was a nightmare because she just started running. <laughs> then she would scream like crazy for holding her. She did fine on the plane because there were four other screaming children with us. Oh, cool. I want to join in on the fun. And what's great is that the loudness of a plane um, drowns out most of the screaming. That's true. And when you put four of them together, it's just they reach the same volume level it's like as the plane. It's at that point. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, well, everybody else is I screaming. I had a window seat by the, by, by the engine. So <laughs> um gotta love southwest <laughs> airlines yeah yeah um she had to take her naps while we were there and somehow don would be able to create a darkened fort for her in the hotel room it was very interesting the way she figured this out because they had like just, the, the pack and play yeah and then she would like make like put the com the comforter from the bed over the pack and play like a parakeet Yes. Nice. And then we closed all the windows I was thinking, and keep it dark. The way you said that, I was thinking like, she opened a drawer, <laughs> put her daughter in, and closed the drawer. That was the lead singer of Vanna. That was yeah. his baby story. Oh, my God. <laughs> we thought of that, but yeah. then we decided maybe some air might be yeah, okay. I think babies like to breathe. That's one of their favorite things to do. Um, so she would have to do that every single day, twice a day. Everywhere we went, it seemed impossible to enjoy the time because we were just chasing her down. Luckily, she made it through the wedding without breaking down too much, and luckily the wedding was short. Mm. I can vividly remember one of the wed other wedding guests like walking into the venue with her teenage daughter and looking at us chasing the 15-month-old uh -oh. around, and all she, she just looked at us and said, I'm so glad my children aren't that age anymore, and then left. <laughs> Whoa, that's very passive-aggressive. I know. <laughs> That is like the snootiest thing you can say to, so, to 
parent of a young child. After like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you must be miserable all <laughs> right. the time. After everybody else stopping us to tell us how cute she was yeah. to the point of being like, we get it. Stop telling us this. She's an adorable 15 month old yeah. child. Yeah. I don't know what At to do point, anymore. Just be like, no, what are you talking about? She's hideous. She's Go hideous. Away. She's disgusting. <laughs> um, so luckily she made it through the wedding without bringing down too much. It was short. The reception was just me chasing her around, trying to get her to not go into the cornfield that was on the property. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause it was my, my brother's wife's mom's house like the, that we farm? went to. And yeah. like, it was, you know, middle of nowhere, like backwoods of, of Illinois. Illinois. Um, and like, yeah, there's like the house and then like giant grass yard around it mm -hmm. and then corn. Nice. <laughs> and in the summertime, the corn is in bloom. Nice. In the wintertime, like it's, it's short yeah. and there's, uh, there's nothing there, but nope. There, these corn stalks were, were taller than me. And if oh a baby boy. just goes off into it, you're never seeing, you're never again. seeing that baby ever again. This is children of the corn. Yep. This is where they got that idea. <laughs> uh, so yeah. All the, and of course the baby was like, Ooh, corn. I like, that was exactly where she was running to yeah. the entire time. Um, so cornfield on the property. At least there was a bouncy house. <laughs> My nephew provided a bouncy house for good, his wedding. Good. Of course, nobody's house is baby proofed. So she would just head toward any jagged edge or fragile item as soon as possible. <laughs> Ooh, cacti. <laughs> right. Or stairs. <laughs> the longest week was finally coming to an end. And we got to the airport with way too much time to kill. I remember we thought we could keep her in the payphone area. And just block the exit. Back in 2014, this airport, the airports had payphone areas. Mm -hmm. So we're just like, okay, well, I'll block one side of it. Don will block the other side and we'll just keep her like around these payphones. Oh my. And that lasted all of like seven seconds. <laughs> now remember. Oh wait, she we're wasn't into like watching she, movies or anything? No. No? We didn't have tablets at the oh, time. The like, time. There was nothing okay. like that as well. So she made her way past us quickly and ran off into the crowd. <laughs> to this day, I'm not sure I picked up the right, right. child. <laughs> now remember She looks like me. <laughs> now remember, I may be faster than her, but she can squeeze through the smallest of openings. That's true. Very daring child. <laughs> she would go between two people within space I could not get through. And the people would just let her pass. <laughs> it's like, not, oh, there goes a baby. <laughs> I'm not touching that baby. I don't want no lawsuit. Right. Then they would look at me and smile as I came chasing her and then not get out of my way. They'd be like, smile. Oh, oh she's so God. cute. How old is she? Oh, my God. I remember my child at that age. <laughs> and as the baby is just continuing to run off oh into my the God, crowd. Oh, yes. Every... on the wrong plane. This is the bottom <laughs> Home alone too. <laughs> Every second that passes in that situation, in that moment, is like ten baby steps. <laughs> I remember her running into a store after several times of chasing her down, and after I made it past the adults blocking the entrance, I could not find her. <laughs> she had made it all the way to the back of the store before she reached a wall. <laughs> she then had the nerve to start screaming when I picked her up. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> By a leash, they all said. Well, unfortunately, we forgot it. And assumed things would be okay. We seriously like like we're driving to the airport and we're yeah. like, oh crap, we forgot the leash. We'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After all, she had not done anything like this before, and we're two college educated people who should be able to outsmart a fifteen month old. <laughs> I just remember Dawn holding her in a seat for what seemed like forever, waiting for the plane to board. Mm. 
Eleanor screamed and screamed and screamed. Well, everybody looked at us like the worst parents in the history. She fell asleep on the plane for about an hour. And somehow we corralled her in our seating area the rest of the flight. Because it's a good, like, four hours of flying. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it's not an all-day thing, but right. it's still a long time for a kid. I have very little desire to take a child on a plane since. Mm. We tried it again the following year when she, when Nora was two and a half. Mm-hmm. Much better experience. Yeah. Because, you know, she's one. cognizant. <laughs> yes. You know, she can, and at she that can point, take instruction. At, at that, that point. point, we had a tablet. Yeah. And, you know, a leash. <laughs> and a kennel. <laughs> and a kennel. <laughs> The only problem with that one was was her waking up at 5.30 every morning and sure. heading towards every jagged edge and yeah. fragile item in that person's house. But she was taking instruction better at that point, right? No, she wasn't. Oh, never mind. He's <laughs> like, who? Pointy, sharp things <laughs> made of glass. There doesn't seem to be too much more to that year after that. I spent one more year not paying attention to the Cubs season. They finished 73 and 89 to build on the 103... 101 loss year before. So just like, okay, well, we're heading in the right direction. Yes. Give <laughs> um, it a couple more years. We'll see what happens. And I'd given up on them years prior. Because I hadn't paid attention to the Cubs since early 2010 mm-hmm. at that point. I had let them go. We'll talk more about the Cubs another year. A couple years <laughs> from now. We'll see. I had been to another game at Wrigley that August um, when I was there. And at least got to see them win that one. Cool. That was all right. It is interesting in to know Wrigley too that that should be great right. experience. It is interesting to know now that there were players on that team at that time who ended up on the 2016 team, but I had no idea who they were in 2014. Anything significant <laughs> happened on that team in 2016? We'll talk about it maybe mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. Yes. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> um, but I just remember being like, I have no, I had heard of Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. But other than that, I knew nobody on the team, and luckily they ended up winning. Cool. We sat in the bleachers. And it was the first time I realized that other stadiums have the same level of potential for bloodshed as Dodger Stadium. <laughs> okay. The drunk lady behind us screamed at her husband the entire game and talked shit on the city and the team, which made the event pretty uncomfortable. She was the entire game. Visitor? Or she was just a fan of She whatever, was a fan. Of the Who knows team? at this point? You don't remember the team they were playing? Oh, they were playing the, the Brewers. Oh, so but, she was a Brewers fan? And she no, just... she was just an angry person who was at the game. Oh, okay. Who yelled obscenities at everybody who okay. looked at her. Fuck the Dodgers! Who yelled? Who looked at her for yelling obscenities. This and team is white and blue. Fuck those Dodgers. She finally like left to go smoke a cigarette and then unfortunately came back oh, and no. told her story about how security was trying to catch her from stumbling down the, the ramp. And then she's like, fucking guy tried to catch me. And he just put his hands all over me. I was like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> it was classy. It was, she was classy. Classy. Oh um, somebody buried her. But somebody, bur- some poor soul buried their face. And all, all of her husband point. and her husband's friend did was just laugh at her the entire time as they Enabling sat there. her stupid yeah. stories, yeah. And I remember somebody in front of us accidentally got a beer, like, spl- sloshed on him. And, uh, like we were all Cubs fans. It wasn't like yes. these were Brewers fans fighting with each other, but the dude just had this murderous look in his eye as he turned around to see where that beer came from. Just, I know I shouldn't kill, but I want to kill so <laughs> the badly. The judge says I'm not allowed to kill There were six drops of beer that landed on my neck, and now I have to kill people. That is kind of like <laughs> my terror going to, like, mm-hmm. sports games with yes. you, that, like, someone behind me is going to spill beer on me and, like, Ugh. And then you'll have to murder 
I'd have to murder. It just has to happen. Urge to kill. <laughs> Rising. <laughs> um, football season was also pretty uneventful for me. The Chargers finished 9-7 and seven and did not make the playoffs. And the Bears went 5-11 and 11 and did not make the playoffs. No. Um, and we'll talk about Super Bowl 49 mm. next year. Nice. In early 2015 when I watched that one with Mike and only Mike and Zoe. Yeah. There was a certain other person who didn't show up to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. It was, a, it was kind of memorable. Yeah. <laughs> you mean my ex-wife. Who would normally watch the Super Bowl with us and make desserts? Right, there was none of that. Nope. I don't even remember if we ate anything that day. Probably some chips. Who won, Mike? The 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 Brewers. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins every Super Bowl, Mike? The Patriots. Of there course. you go. We'll we'll talk more about that game in another okay. year. Google it between years, and okay. you'll remember I'm the sure game vividly. Yeah, the memory will be fresh. <clears throat> we will never forget Thanksgiving. And the hype that was going on. Oh, here the we hype go. that was here going go. to Stephanie's. We were so excited. Like, we're going to go hang out with our friends for yeah. Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, Joe wasn't going to be there because that's Joe the, had moved to Montana. This is the year he moved to Montana. <laughs> but we were going to Skype him in. We Skyped him in. Yeah. For some reason, we thought it would be good. But then to see how drunk she was the whole time was not helpful. Then was for some, that, was she that bad? She was. Really? As soon as we got there, I knew she hey was. guys, it's my house, and we're gonna drink, and I'm gonna eat, and then I'm gonna be annoying the whole time. She was pretty. I remember she was pretty annoying, but I think she was like too over the top. But it I was, was also in my own mind at that yes. point. So, um, then for some reason, Mike's wife would be there, and then leave, and then come back, and then leave again. She said she was Black Friday shopping. But something seemed very odd about it. <laughs> yeah. She definitely was... Because Stephanie's house was nowhere near any big stores. I, I assume... Mean, the, the soonest yes. that she could go if she actually was Black Friday shopping was the Reno Valley Mall. And that was 25 minutes away. And then right. she had to go to the store. And then she, was, she wasn't she was fucking shopping. That, and that's why that, that song from the honorary title always comes to mind. Mm. Which one? Um, <laughs> the ones that are crushingly depressing? Yes. yes. <laughs> um... November Thanksgiving Day <laughs> did my best to avoid the orange cliche. So, so you dumped, dumped me on Black the- Friday <laughs> on my way to Walmart one in the morning. On my way to dinner in front of all my friends. <laughs> so uh, she said she was Black Friday shopping, but something seemed very odd. Somewhere in the evening, we heard a rumble coming down the stairs. Oh, no. That so- was that year. Zoe and Eleanor had been playing on the landing of the stairs for most of the evening. And we all knew what a rumble meant. Did Zoe finally take out all of her rage out on Eleanor? (laughs) She splats upon the ground. Oh, my God. And we all had a collective gasp. Finally, she started crying, and we knew she was okay. Don and I agreed we would not be going back for any future Thanksgivings. (laughs) Even as a teenager, nope, you're you're definitely going to fall down those stairs. Other than that, the year stayed pretty uneventful. Eleanor was still sleeping in her crib at that point by the end of the year, so I was sleeping just fine. I was not prepared for what was in store when babies outgrow their cribs and move on to toddler beds, and suddenly can come fr- come and go from their rooms whenever they choose. Mm, we can't trap them in there like little baby jail. Hmm. <laughs> the end. Finn, as Mike would say. Finn. So that was yeah, a good one, yeah. Interesting year. It has been. So it's not uh, the Cubs are winning ten to nothing. Damn, what's what inning is? In the fourth inning. Nice. <laughs> They're killing them. This is awesome. 
Haven't had one of these games in a long time. All the Brewers need is like, you know, three Grand Slams. <laughs> pirates. Well, Pirates. But Pirates, yes. Anyway. So, yeah. We, we, we ended that year. I don't... I remember New Year's, um, you guys came over. Yes. And you were Laura. sulking. Yeah. And I remember you telling Laura, I've been depressed for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, and yes, we know. <laughs> and then he didn't say anything more after that. And mm. you know, what are we going to do? Pry? Cause that was the year that the, again, April just kind of texted on her, on our couch and didn't, didn't talk to us. And we nope. played cards against humanity, I think. Yeah. And nothing seemed to miss. And then we I went re- outside <laughs> to do our burning paper yeah, thing. Yeah. And you wrote something down that I didn't want to share and then didn't want to share it yeah. and then tore it up. And then you didn't want to participate. So we're just like, okay. <laughs> so I think you guys probably left early that night. Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, she had left too because I remember we, when we were playing Cards Against Humanity, I, I, I got a, a prompt that was really fucked up. <laughs> and I wanted to laugh it off. So I played that, I played that prompt. And the prompt was, hey guys... What ended my last relationship? Oh no! And Adam had the best answer because he put Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I was like, God damn! You're like, if, of all the things that are going wrong in my life right now, these people was it, are the best things in the world. <laughs> was it that night, or was that this, was at, that, or was it when we were playing sometime later after no, you actually no, no. had separated? That, that was. Okay. That night, I remember because wow. I think she had left early or something. So. Okay, yeah. and I'm sure we were all feeling the rumblings of something being amiss. Yeah, and I just I I didn't want to get into any sort of discussion with you until because if you discuss until things, you were ready. Yeah, luckily in January you were ready. Yeah, but <laughs> in December hide, at that point you can't hide it anymore. Right? I know, and I come to that conclusion. So I was like, well, time to tell everybody what a failure I am. What a failure I will become. Yeah. And how ruined my life is forever. Yeah. So a lot of unpleasant things Whew. coming up, at least on my end, for these things. But hang in there, because we got some good uh, music coming some up. Music. Before we get into our picks, though, is it okay if we talk a little bit about what our listeners have been listening to as what well? What has Daniel and Dave and nobody else been well, let's listening go. to? <laughs> let's go really quick to Dave, because uh, our, 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 our friend, listener, Dave, who is the co-host of a show we used to listen to. He's no longer... I don't think that... that that show happens anymore. Oh, well, cool. <clears throat> Ian only focuses on scene daddy interviews. Oh, okay. Did you ever listen? Did you listen to his one with uh, Jag from Skylar Drive? No, I saw on Jag's um, socials that he did that, but I was like, I don't want to listen to Ian. <laughs> give give it a listen because Jag's kind of a douche. <laughs> he seems like a douche. <laughs> so if you want to listen to a guy completely <laughs> throw. His entire band under the bus oh. and not blame himself for any problems. Really? Give it a listen because okay. it's an interesting listen. All right. And just because it's Ian doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad interview. Well, he's just not a good host, and I don't like his hosting style. He's, I don't like. He's his... not hosting. He's just asking questions. Yes, but he's hosting it. He's he's it's his he's the interviewer. You should listen to his one with Telly Smith. Okay. Word alive. Another douche. They have man. a they have a discussion about how Telly doesn't like. Uh, most and and most other unclean vocalists don't like being called unclean vocalists because they're like we're not unclean. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I get. That's pretty cool. That's pretty clever. Um, but no, you should at least listen to the ones of people you know, because like, yeah, but again, like Jag's going to give his entire account of what happened to a Skylar Drive. How long is it? An hour. Okay. I mean, I like, a typical. Handle, I think you can handle an hour. Yeah, and then you can make your own decisions on whether 
Jag is like a complete narcissist <laughs> or if he's actually telling the truth. I mean, I kind the of jury, figured the that. jury's still out now. <laughs> I think I kind of figured that in like 2015, but whatever. Anyway, uh, so a f- friend of the show, Dave, uh, he sent us, not only did he send us lists, he made like these MTV style countdowns yes, yes. Of, of a top 10 list. And they were really cool. And I wish part of me wishes this was a video medium because then I'd, I'd be able to share them with you. But unfortunately we can just kind of list them over here. But he, uh, he, 2013 was a very strong year for him too. So let's Correct. go over his 2013 list really quick. Number 10 transit with their second album, young, new England, young, new, Eng- young, new England. So this is that band's second album. I've listened to the 2011 album, and apparently this one is like completely different. New style, mm, okay. new, new That everything. song he posted sounded pretty bad. And it I, was can, an I can't judge. Song, yeah. I can't judge an entire album on, on one minute on a, one minute yeah. of a song, but that song sounded awful. <laughs> um, but I'm going to trust that he's right about that. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, number nine, micro relocate with lies to light the way. Now we Dave were, loves his micro relocate. It's interesting, yeah, and so does Joe because yeah. uh, we sh- we told Joe that the day we were going to that. Um, um, Glasshouse show that they were showing up and they were like right. oh you should check out their music because we drove six hours to see them in a Skylight Drive and they were like the highlight of the show so I gave him a listen I'm like no he hated a Skylight Drive he hated Skylight Drive yeah. but he loved and if Michael you listen Brinkley. to the interview you'll understand why Skylight Drive wasn't good at times <laughs> okay cool <laughs> and it's everybody else's fault and not Jack because he can't <laughs> okay I'm perfect uh, number eight Secrets with Fragile Figures uh, this is a this, this is a pretty interesting album from 2013 yeah I mean, it, it was everybody else's favorite album. Yes. For us, it was like, that was pretty good. That's a, I, I hope they move on to do even better things. Grant, even though I haven't listened to Secrets' last album, I would still say that this Fragile Figures is like my favorite Secrets of album. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Silverstein with This Is How the Wind Shift. Of course. Of course, one of their most interesting albums. It's got to be there. Number six. Staple. The Story So Far with What You Don't See. Very interesting to see this I this high up. Don't on. care for that album nearly as much as their first. They 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 they're they're a good pop punk band. Dave likes his story so far. Yeah, he does. It's, yes, it's, it's a, it's a number five. Yes, very shocked to see this this quote unquote low sempaternal by mm. Bring Me the Horizon. Five A. Eh? Yeah, number five, which means the top four albums are better and more influential. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Then the masterpiece that was yeah. my top, my number three album. Number four, <laughs> a band that um, I ne- I've never heard of, but the the clip on that he shared with, for for this list uh, from the band Northland, their North album North North Lane. Is it okay? It says land here. <laughs> it's supposed I, to be lane. Okay, North Lane <laughs> with Singularity. Okay, the, the song that he played, and I went on to. Because that music video looked pretty fun, so I watched the whole music video. That song was really dope oh, uh, from the okay. album Singularity. Uh, something that I think I'm going to have to go jump in and check out myself. I've been asking you about listening to North Lane since about 2014. I literally have never heard the words <laughs> North Lane come out of your mouth. I, I have often because of Amity Affliction in Australia, really? and like they were one of the bands that they always tour together. and It's fine. I didn't like press it. Okay. And I didn't like text you or post on Facebook like, Mike, I really need these albums now. Sure. Because I just assume like... Some albums Mike, you need right now. Mike likes to do the gatekeeper role with me. I don't gatekeep jack shit. <laughs> Sometimes I just forget. It was a hard 2013 okay. and 14. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Number three makes a lot of sense for uh, for Dave to keep this very high up on his list, but like Moths to Flames. Of course. One of his, fav- one of his favorite bands with the album uh, An Eye for an Eye. Uh, did you... I never heard that one because I've only heard Dark Divine. Okay, which is and 
which I've gone back and like, wow, that album is really, really good. The, the album that was Dave's album of life that he still owes us the second half of the album write-up. Correct. About. Yeah. I forgot the name of that one. He has he has four kids, Adam. <laughs> Give him a break. Technically only has one. He is the father <laughs> of four children. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I've said before, in Ohio, the woods raise your children. That's true. That's why he has so much time to listen to music. Yeah. I mean, when you're born in Ohio, like... They instinctively know when to come home from a cornfield when they're yes. going off. Of <laughs> Number two, Dayshell with Dayshell. Yes, he Who loves himself some Shaylee. He loves his Shaylee. He loves his story so far. He loves his... Dance, like Kevin Ma- Dance, which is number one. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I was going to say like Monster Flames, yeah. but yes. Acceptance Speech, obviously. Yeah, those top three are definitely Dave bands. Yes. Yeah. Not surprising. Number four, he also went on to create a, this week uh, a, a 2014 list. Uh, number 10, Megosh with Body Works. That one I'd not, never heard of. Never heard of that band oh, in my gosh. life, but um, I listening to the thing, listening to the clip that he, that he sent us, um, they sound like Ale Sana, but listenable. Oh. Ooh, listenable. Yeah, like, I like I, that about pants. Yeah, like, 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 like I, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to listen to this. Number nine, let it happen with cause slash effect. Ooh, it's the don't know that one either. Fun little ditty. I've never heard of that band yeah. either. Number eight, issues with issues. Issues with issues. There's going to be a lot issues. of divisive thoughts on that album coming up this year. Some of us gave it a second and third and fifteenth chance, mm-hmm. and we'll see where it falls on the list. Some of our listeners may have put it in their worst albums of the year, but uh, we'll get to that. Number seven, <laughs> disgusting with Beartooth. Uh, I'd say my favorite Beartooth album. It's got to be everybody's favorite yeah. Beartooth album. Until excited, for me, see, next, yeah, we're, in we're 2016. On your list. Yes. Uh, number six, Verses by Amarosa. Man, that album was so. Another divisive one. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know Dave loves his Amarosa yeah. Johnny Craig days. Yeah. So I'm not too surprised by this. I don't think I don't remember if he was a fan of the current album from this year. Probably not. Because I, I remember I, I was like, "Wow, I'm really loving this new style," and and like you said something disparaging about it, and then Dave. Promptly followed, <laughs> <laughs> and I know Dave was not a one three one fan, much right. like you weren't. Nobody should be. I was. That I was terrible. <laughs> I, I was. Um, I, I feel the same way about one three one as I do about verses on my side of things. Okay, yeah. That's just that's just where my brain. Yeah, goes. Omarosa is kind of a blind spot for me. But I mean, I love their new album. I'm not going to lie, but uh, you uh, love you some Panic at the Disco, and that's, I love Panic that's at what the they, Disco. They, it's uh, fine, channeled. everyone. <laughs> we are allowed to like number five. <laughs> Get hurt by the Gaslight Anthem. Interesting. He loves himself some Brian Fallon. We, as long. As it shows up somewhere, so like I'm happy to see it. According to Dave, number five is where you put like the greatest the albums of all time. <laughs> the bar, <laughs> and everything else just kind of goes around it. You know? <laughs> he's grading on he's he's grading on a scale. <laughs> number four, uh, this band shows up again. Transit with Joyride. Interesting. Uh, again, with the clip that he shows, like this band went in another direction with their with their next album as well. Sycamore with intelligence takes the number three spot. Do you know of Sycamore? Because mm. that that looked like an interesting band, except it did. he re- seemed to rely heavily on the whoa whoa woes. True, but like the again, clip one song. I know, we can't we I can't know. judge the whole album on that one song. Number two, Wake by Hail the Sun. Yet another band that I feel like is a blind spot for me. A well, lot of people this, love this. Uh, this. This is a great album. This was the good one. Yeah, the other two albums band. are, ooh, ooh, yeah. but. But this album, I had to go back and re-listen to it because it takes like you can't be doing anything else, yeah. While you're listening to this you album, you have to focus on everything in order to get it. Right. Like yeah. if I'm if if I'm driving 
and just like staring at the road and listening to the album, I can get it. Yeah. If I'm like trying to sit in my office and do work yeah. and listen to it, I'm just like, this album. It's definitely not, not a it. passive album. You definitely have to like focus on it to, to right. get it. Cause it's, 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 it's kooky. It's got weird time signatures. Lyrics are all over the place. And right. by that, I mean like it's, it's heavy in parts and you got to look up definitions of words <laughs> in some parts. And it talks about murder and blood yeah, on the walls and exactly. going to college. And I don't know. <laughs> It's my number 15 album of the year. There we <laughs> go. Say, say it right there. And number one, Misfortune, A Spark to Believe. Hell Still to holds the, the fucking top spot yeah. for Dave. And I'm really excited to see where that album holds up for well, you. It was my number three Correct. back in 2014. I wonder and where it's we'll, we'll, we'll risen get, or fallen. We'll, we'll get more into that later. But um, no, I'm, I'm happy to see it. It's still a standout album, in mm-hmm. my opinion, regardless of what Tillian thinks of Mikey Sawyer <laughs> at this point. Um, I, I just I can't Apparently deny it. Mikey Sawyer, huge scumbag. Apparently, now has anything been proven in a court I of trust law? Because you're going Pearson and his abs. <laughs> have you seen his abs? I have. He and, oh my the, god, he has better no, abs than Mikey Sawyer. No joke. <laughs> Therefore, we can trust him. Tillian Pearson's <laughs> body type is like my goals. <laughs> like, oh, that is a fuckable man, dude. I agree. Everything about him, except his teeth. That's why he doesn't smile. He's got, like a, he's got a little gap in his teeth, but that's fine. I, I, but I, still, spark to believe. <laughs> Like for a debut album yeah. to come out of nowhere, uh, just a random like we were gonna li- we were gonna see this band open yeah. for the Word Alive, and that's why I listened to it, and mm. it was just like <laughs> top ten album right Correct. there. Yeah, a band I that we still haven't deny. seen live because you know grandpa's getting abused or whatever the fuck was going on in 2014. It was grandma, grandma getting abused by her boyfriend <laughs> who was 20 years younger than her. Yeah, Mikey Sawyer had to beat him up. Yeah, domestic Mikey violence. Sawyer. All charges so, were dropped. <laughs> Mike, we, we forget this, and we reported this That's on the true, show yeah. in 2014. You remember. That all the charges were dropped. The long drama that was Mikey Sawyer. <laughs> it was literally one month. <laughs> it Mike, seemed like a long time. Mike won't let it go. <laughs> it seemed like a long time. I'm just starting to say. We so just, thank you again so much, Dave, for making uh, for taking the time to actually uh, edit those lists together and send them to us, because they're really fun, and I, I really correct. wish there was a way that... He didn't put them on YouTube or anything, otherwise I would have shared them, but... That's yeah. right. Yes. Maybe he will another day. But YouTube, Dave. It's we'll not get, that. It's free. We'll get ready for t- the <laughs> 2015 revenue. list. Um, <clears throat> is it okay if I read um, a little bit of Daniel's intro? Well, here? Daniel is the third co-host of this Correct. show. Correct. He is essentially, he's he's essentially like the the ghost host by proxy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to read uh, his 2014 introduction. Yes. We'll be talking about some of these. This albums. this was a difficult year for him. It was. Apparently. But also an important year in the three of us's relationship. That's right. 2014, in all honesty, was not a good year for me. I'm sure good things happened, but the bad far outweighs the good. Mm. Right there with you, butter, brother. Uh, I'm, I was pretty much in the middle of an existential crisis as I continued to question everything I had, I'd ever believed and felt so much pent-up anger over lacking any direction. He was Quarter-life crisis. 15? <laughs> At this time? Because one of those Last years... Last year, he, he got his driver's license. Okay, yeah. so he was... So now he's 17 in yeah. 2014, right? So, yeah. Okay. But I remember one of those years he said I became a teenager. Correct. And yeah. I couldn't remember which that was, one that was. I think the 2011 one, I think it was. We, get, we, we need to know his year of birth so we can refer back to that. That <laughs> will true. really help me a lot. <laughs> in the midst of it all, my <clears throat> great aunt died of cancer. God First of all, it. fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Now a black parade comes to mind. Exactly. Oh my uh, she was one of my closest relatives, and losing her was one of the low points of my life. Don't. As I had never <laughs> lost a close relative before. Her funeral is to date the only time I've ever seen my father cry, which tells you how hard it hit my family. Whoa. 
to so 2014 was basically a year for me being a ball of angst, anger, and barely restrained emotions. Whoa, I know what that's like. Do you? Uh, maybe <laughs> rewind a little. Uh, subscribe to our show, Adam. <laughs> uh, there were good things though, mostly relating to music. I discovered some of my all-time favorite bands: Dance, Gavin Dance, A Lot Like Birds, Let Live, etc. Nice. 2014 was also the year I discovered a little known podcast. <gasps> Known as The Skinny with Mike and Adam Whoa. with the Rise Records Tour episode. Oh my god. So uh, that wow. That yeah. that garnered his his connection. There is somebody who wasn't even there. Because I know I, Dave kind of found us as a recommended podcast on correct. on uh iTunes. Yeah, Brandon also said the same thing. Like he was right. listening to a thing and then he found us up through iTunes. Like you might also like these guys. Yeah. Who are they? We'll never tell. Who knows? But they they love being in their underwear and ties. <laughs> I had recently gotten Whoa. into uh, Dance Gavin Dance and wanted to find anything I could on them and somehow came upon the show. It was nice to hear two guys chat about great music and make dumb jokes. If not for that one episode of a dumb pod... Hey! Hey! <laughs> unsubscribe! A dumb podcast by some dumb assholes. <laughs> I wouldn't have known about so many great artists that I love today. Anyway, on to the list. So, okay. So now we finally See, have See, this, this is the way to do it. You condense yeah. a year into a, like a paragraph and yeah. a half. And not none of this three pages. So crap. Adam, I got I was on the midst of a divorce. How was your year? <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. I had a baby who was running around a lot, you know, but whatever. On to the list. <laughs> I almost lost my daughter in an airport. Anyway. That's interesting because I, I haven't gone back to listen to that particular episode. And I believe that was the December one. Because I have a really hard time listen, re-listening to our fan episodes like our, our our interviews of fans okay. i can't do it because it's so like not us it's us meeting new people and having to be awkward and i can hear the awkwardity yeah but within us also, and it makes me uncomfortable to listen to it and we also can't throw our like potty humor in public to people who've never heard us before so we'll we can't be authentic right so we have to try to be a little professional so but, that's so why I when, when i go back and listen to things i'm like nope not listen to that one <laughs> and skipping right over to it <laughs> yeah sure i get it but I understand. i'm so glad that i can only imagine what went through his mind when he first turned it on yeah because we're just like interviewing like a there's dude in nothing, line yeah there's nothing i guess the title of the episode would have been rise records tour right? yeah so i guess there's and, and there's and there's nothing really about our show i guess unless you read the description of our show that indicates that we talk about current music. So yeah, it's, it's very, it, it fascinates me how, how some of our listeners like stumble across it right. and become fans. And I mean, it takes a very specific brain type yeah. to listen to it and then continue to listen to it. Yeah. Like on other episodes, yeah. which we appreciate Daniel greatly for yeah. where and I'm sure other people, yeah. And grandma, <laughs> um, I'm sure other people turn it on for like three minutes and are nope. like, okay, that was a waste of my download time. I used to get, in our early statistics, I used to be able to see like listen times for each episode. I would mm -hmm. get a few of those, like out of like the maybe, on average like three four hundred that we would listen to. I would get like maybe twenty to thirty people who listen to it for like two to three minutes and mm. turn it off. Oh, so wow. most of the time, people listen to the whole episode. So that's okay. that's that's. That relieves some of my anxieties about it. So that's ten percent. About are, roughly ten percent. Yeah. Saying not for me. Not for me. Granted, maybe. thank you for checking it 10 out. Ten percent of America probably wouldn't like us. I mean, I'd like to. That's fair. I'd like to assume it's more than that. Well, but, I, I say most people wouldn't like us, but of the ten percent who are genuinely trying to check us out, they're all checked out. So I'm like, okay. I get it. 
That, that's that's a good statistic, I think. It probably just helped him to deal with his his budding obsessive nature sure. about Dance Gavin Dance. And you know, in a year <clears throat> that some of us might have needed distractions from some of the stress of our lives, yes. I get it. Yeah, and so, I and I think the the fact that we did the. Uh, you know, real lyric or fake lyric. Yeah. Thing. That was a fun like, game too. <laughs> I think that like really proved how devoted the fans are. Yeah. And so I think like, I can imagine him listening to that being a very devoted fan and then hearing about fans on the other side of the freaking country yeah. that were, that knew the lyrics just as well as he probably did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know any of the lyrics to dance game and dance songs. <laughs> yeah. We had to look this up <laughs> and then we made up our own, which is right. really fun. I'd, I'd love to do that game again somehow. There's an interesting connection that was, that was budding. Yeah. So I, the only one I remember making up was, hi everyone. I'm John mess. Someone make me a sandwich. End of announcement. <laughs> I'm like that could be a lyric. <laughs> it could, that be, could a lyric. be a lyric. I might have actually said that. <clears throat> so, all right. So, moving on to our list. Are Let's we? Move are, on are we to good? Some lists and we'll, we'll go over uh, some of Daniel's as well. As yeah, we'll chime in with overlap. some of his. Oh, we should should we plug his blog? Oh yes. Uh, so something that I do want to do because uh, I got his permission as well. If you go over to dgdconfessionals.blogspot.com. Don't worry, I'll be posting it on our Facebook if you guys want to follow us there. Facebook.com slash just getting with Mike and Adam. Uh, well, he's going to be doing long-form interviews, uh, not interviews, long-form reviews yes. of uh, some albums that he's been checking out. And a lot of the stuff that he loves, stuff that you know we love, or maybe not love, so it's just stuff that we've check, uh, checked out. And you know he likes to also check out music that we've never heard of before. So Correct. I'm definitely going to be sharing it on our socials. So go check it out, and uh, or go subs- at the very least, go subscribe. Go like us on Facebook, and you'll be getting those in due time into your Facebook. Pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for him, too. Cause, like, he's Mike, a good... Mike started out with the blog, I and did. look what he's become. Yes, <laughs> a world-famous podcaster. <laughs> Only eight years later, <laughs> or more, I don't know. <laughs> one day, one day, Daniel, when you become an adult, <laughs> eight years from now, <laughs> God. you'll oh, have man. your own podcast, uh, your own moderately successful podcast. <laughs> All right, so should we start with the worst? Of course we should start with Man. the worst. Let's get now, these stinkers out of the way. I got to say, from my legitimate 2014 list, I've added a lot. Okay. Because I, I ended up including EPs. I have 79 albums. Oh, let me count the albums I I'm have. I'm sure you have like 812 at this point. Um, Close. I had 105. <laughs> okay. I remember in September of that year... Like, kind of checking your list of albums at the time, and you were in the 70s. Yes. And I was, like, probably 30-something. Yeah. Maybe probably maybe in the 40s. Um, but, yeah, by the end of the year, you had, like, 80-something. You're reading my list like, Mike, you just made some of these up. I know. I was pretty <laughs> sure of that. Um, so, yeah, the stinkers. Let's do it. So, I had 24 albums of 2014 that I felt like were just stuff I could not stomach. Yes. Now, did... Newfound Glory's Resurrection end up on that list. It did not, but it was definitely a <laughs> meh album. Pretty poor album. Yeah. So technically, album-wise, I have 74. So this is all out of 74. Cool. Newfound Glory was my number 66 Okay. 74. Um, the best album ever from Cruel Hand. <laughs> <laughs> that was... The um, Negatives. Yeah, The Negatives. That's I right. gave it a 4 out of 12. Okay. They actually tried... They made music that was listenable yeah. and never went back to that style again. I put that in my meh albums. So, <laughs> so you, you, they, they at least didn't make my worst. There you go. Well, that we, we didn't see them until 2015, and that was when I absorbed their mm-hmm. 
mediocre at best, yeah. worst, terrible. Um, <clears throat> Slipknot, ah, point five, the great chapter. That that definitely made my bottom 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 twenty four. Did it end up on the bottom? Okay. Did it make a, Did it make my bottom ten? But it was in the bottom twenty four. The most controversial of our internet world to be in our worst of. Okay. Miss May I? Ah, with Rise, Rise of, of the, the Lion. Lion. Now, don't, now remember, I haven't gone back, and I did not once again go back and re-listen to any of these albums. Perfectly fine. Just you don't to see ruin, if I would change anything. You don't want to ruin your week. You <laughs> right. <know? laughs> Nothing changed at this point. Um, but I knew like, if I tried to do that and to pick out the two or three songs on these albums <laughs> not that worth I it, dude. could stand listening to. Not was, worth it. <clears throat> but that was the one where you know we got the actual feedback of, you guys must be smoking crack if oh, you think yeah, Miss May yeah. I... Miss May I's album was bad. That's true. Like, yeah, really? Because it's pretty terrible. <laughs> I mean, what are you? What album are you listening to? <laughs> Chelsea Grin. <laughs> oh, see that one. I it was an obvious one, so like I, I didn't even like bother to be it like didn't bother. Whatever. Well, it was pretty bad, but I gave it a four out of fourteen. Oh, you poor surprising soul, <laughs> right? I bet if I re-listened to it, it would be much less. Yeah. But we'll keep it where it's at. Number sixty-nine out of seventy-four. Vanna with Void. Mm. Whew, man, we were so done with Vanna after this album, weren't yeah. we? This is their second to last one, I believe? Yes. Yeah. Because like, uh, Vanna had been through all those weird lineup changes and sound mm-hmm. changes, and we're just like, this is not working for a 26-minute album. But we definitely recommend checking out the Lead Singer Syndrome uh, episode with the lead yes. singer of Vanna. Fascinating story. And the follow-up album. I can't remember what it was called, but we'll talk about that another year. Man. Um, Silent Planet. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> There's a new addition to the list. Um, I know everybody loves them. I don't, I don't understand them. They're going to take over the world one day. And haven't also... They, haven't they already? I mean, the third album people aren't too happy with, even though I thought it was their best album to date. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a divisive type of band. Um, you know, their, their music is very kind of hard to get into, I'd say. It's, for the most it, part. it's not, it's, it's more difficult than freaking hail the sun it is daniel's uh number 13 album of the year of the year he recommends so, the uh, song depth depths two and i know that dave loves them and pretty much everybody except me yeah i mean if you like super complicated progressive metalcore right silent plan is definitely going to be your favorite band i gave it a two out of nine Oof. extremist Arch. Arch. the self-titled debut Arch. album <laughs> they, they did the ep that year, yeah. Um, in was, hindsight, they didn't need to do the LP. No, they probably could have just kept it because those four EP. songs were also on the LP, and they all sound right. exactly the same. <laughs> like um, shit. It's my seventy-two out of seventy-four. Ooh. Every time I die, the masterpiece from Parts Unknown. <laughs> I don't know what was up. Why everybody was <laughs> gloating over this album so much? Yeah, that, that's one of their highest highest reviewed albums. Interestingly enough, everybody seems to think this band is great. We don't get it. The, okay, I'm glad you and I are on the same page. <laughs> Daniel doesn't seem to comment on them much. Yeah, I know Dave. I think Dave likes them. Maybe. I think. No, I don't, go, no nobody in our circle of fans that we know of that contacts us like talks about them much. So they're no. just outside of our um, periphery. And then, luckily. Daniel and I have the same worst album of the year, don't we? I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) Unconditional by Memphis Fire. Right. Uh, Again, I haven't listened to it since 2014, and I've sworn off this band. 
ever since their 2016 album. So I'm I not... think Daniel put it the best. He's a piece of shit that can only jerk himself off on record. <laughs> a complete waste of everyone's time. Oh my god. Oh boy. I don't remember any songs from this album except for We Are the Rose. Oh we my Are the god, Rose. That's right. Who yeah. grew from the crack in the concrete. <laughs> Unconditional so, was also my worst album of the year for 2014. Wow. Three for uh, three. But let's go over now, the maybe dishonorable mentions. When we okay. do our worst albums of the year of the decade. Ah. And I'm going to need to like, like come to we'll, a number one. We'll album. definitely have to ruin our week and listen to a bunch I'll, of shit. I'm going to have to listen to the worst of every single year <laughs> and then judge accordingly. <laughs> so unconditional will be in that running. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unanimous. It's the fans were our first. Uh, these are some of my dishonorable mentions. Uh, punk goes pop volume six waste of everyone's time. Mm. Um, you know what? <laughs> that was at the, that, was that the Wrecking Ball? Episode? That was the Wrecking Ball one. <laughs> Ooh, man. I love listening to that episode. And you're just oh. like, like nobody gave a shit on any of these. None. Uh, I think there's all. like one song on there I can stand to listen to, but like I think it's even ironically. You know, By but... Alanis Morissette? <laughs> <laughs> you ought to know. Uh, you, you know ought to know. <laughs> you know what? I've, this is one that I re-listened to this past week just to see if I... Gave it as bad a poo-poo as I did back in 2014. But Sonic yes. Highways by Foo, Foo Fighters. Fighters. Yeah. My number 57. It's definitely <laughs> not as... It's definitely better than I remember, but it's still not as good. Yeah. It's not as good as a record. It, it was in my top 10 worst. Yeah. But there's a lot that have come since, I guess. Point five, The Grey Chapter by Slipknot. You got to throw that in there. Stomach Aches by Frank Celebration. You, you still hate that album? I don't like that album. It's poorly made. I listened to it recently poorly and still produced. gave it a 50-50. Six out of 12. Uh, this band called Forevermore released just a garbage metalcore album called Telos. Mm. Uh, For All Those Sleeping, I think that's just something that we just checked out. I don't remember why. But they had an album called Incomplete Me. Mm. Um, whatever. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, Wolves <clears throat> at the Gate. This is, a, uh, this is a Christian metalcore band that like... Again, it's another blind spot for me. They had an album called, uh, they spelled it VXV, but it's pronounced 5x5, five five, but whatever. <laughs> that I'm, makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over this band now. be damned. Uh, there was a Michael Jackson like B-Sides album oh, called X-Cape yeah. that right. I decided to check out. So he was like, Michael Jackson, sure, why not? This oh. was before... This is, there's a reason why these albums didn't <laughs> release, because right. they're terrible. The, this was before all the pedophilia stuff that came out last year. I mean, there's pedophilia, then there was... Oh, wait, maybe he's not a pedophile. No, oh, he's actually a pedophile. Exactly a pedophile. But in 2014, <laughs> we thought maybe he's not. Sure. It's just yeah. the media yeah. and, and money-hungry parents. Yeah, and the fact that he's a fucking weirdo with Peter Pan syndrome. Yes. Yes, yeah. he was. <laughs> but everybody gave him a pass. <laughs> uh, El, uh, this band called Eleonora with their, I think it was their debut album, Luna Amante. Uh, they, they had a really good EP prior to this, but I mean, as we know, good EP means terrible album. Terrible so. debut album. <laughs> uh, punk Goes Does It Again <laughs> with Punk Goes 90s Volume 2. Whoa. You, some of the most pandery worst songs of the 90s, you want to hear really oh, bad renditions of them? Like by Ironic. Huh? Like ironic by Lance Morissette? Yeah, I don't know. No, by like um, like Gangster's Paradise by of Falling in Reverse. Of course, <laughs> the greatest cover of all time. G Capture the Crown with Live Life EP. <laughs> what the fuck happened <laughs> to the goodwill that this band had in I'm, their first album? I'm pretty sure that was a 2013 album. Yeah. Well, the Live Life. Yeah. Oh, was it really? I have a release date of February 4th of that year. Well, I know I didn't care for it. 
It's not on my list, but it's that's not okay. Imp- it's not important enough to get the release date right. Nah. Uh, f- oh, Circus Survive with Desensus. Well. Incredible intro track. Yes. The rest of the album is just throwaway. Uh, finally, Finch with their finally comeback record, Back to Oblivion. Unfortunately, Whoa. it was just a boring, it was one of, scatterbrained it, mess. It was one of my worst. Now it's just number 60 out of 74. Yeah, kind of where it belongs, right? Yep. We'll uh, never be heard from again. Well, I want to go back and forth, uh, 10 to 1. Oh, you already did your 10. So. Oh, yeah. I did all my 10. All right, so number 10 um, for me, a Void by Vanna. Yep. Uh, the Ghost Inside with Dear Youth. I think I, you were checked out I, at I, at this point. So. I didn't even listen to it. <laughs> I was right. the unfortunate no soul who listened to I it. I was hoping it was going to be their final one. <laughs> And now there's only just one fewer leg in the band. Uh, so, <laughs> but God, the band lives on <laughs> into fewer Warped legs, Tour. but they still live on. Uh, uh, for me, this is also one of Daniel's worst albums of the year. But the color morale with "Hold On, Pain Ends." My number sixty-four. H O seventy-four. I couldn't even. I wanted to go back and re-listen to it just for the cringe factor, but I just, mm. I just couldn't. There is so much cringe in here. The, the lyrics really, really hold this album down. Yeah. Musically, it's not terrible. It's just yeah. kind of bland. I haven't just, listened to it since twenty fourteen. Yeah, it's just so the know. lyrics that, like, oh my god, it's so pretentious. And you can tell they were just like, let's rush out this next album because No Hope had such good hype yeah, going, and exactly. we were ready. And then it just kind of fell flat. Uh, Lowborn by Anne Berlin, of you know, course. a band that I was already checked out of. Yes. I decided, well, maybe this is the one. They'll turn it around. And one good song. One good song. <laughs> uh, Every Time I Die from Parts Unknown. <laughs> I think, uh, this, this was the point I was done with the band. I remember you commenting on it in our original 2014 mm-hmm. episode and me being like, I think it's about time I give me some of that every time I die. <laughs> see what everybody's hyped yeah. about and see if you I don't want none of this drug. See if Mike was right or Mike was wrong. Rise of the Lion, my number five worst album by Miss May I. Wasn't it great? It's so high in hindsight. <laughs> That's such a high album to put on that list. I feel weird having it be 68 out of 74. In, in oh, well, when you, make, when you see my top four, it makes a lot more sense extremists by extremists yeah pretentious garbage what, what is it called when you put an x on your hand straight edge straight edge is that what it is yeah <laughs> this is straight edge fucking paranoia <laughs> oh, it's 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 garbage album man i remember you playing the video on yeah. that year and i was like very like disturbed by it yeah yeah uh number three I'm surprised. I'm really surprised this didn't make your top ten uh, worse. But like, imaginary enemy by the used. The used. My number fifty-three mm. out of seventy-four. I gave it a five out of twelve. I didn't go back and re-listen to it to see if I would change my mind on it. But this would be Daniel's number nine worst album, uh, Imaginary Enemy, mm. on his worst list. Yes, it's nobody's favorite band. The used at mm. this point. Not even the used's favorite band. Uh, number two, Restoring Force <laughs> by. All uh, by uh, of of mice and men. Of Where did monsters. that rank for you? Uh, number fifty eight. Oh. again, I didn't go back and try to re rank it. <laughs> but so you had some songs that you enjoyed at least. Yeah, there yeah. was there was four yeah. <laughs> that I gave passes to. Where did where where did Daniel put that on here? I don't think he ranked it. No, well, most, he didn't rank it. So most people that's like one of their favorite of mice and men. It's interesting. Albums. Yeah. In hindsight, it is my my favorite <laughs> of mice and men album. Maybe. I mean, it's no Cold War. I think the, the self-titled is my favorite yeah. of Mice and Men. I mean, yeah, again, album. it's no Cold War. <laughs> right. We'll and of course, my that. number one, Unconditional by Memphis May Fire. Go away, Maddie Mullins. Nobody likes you. Because they did their next album in 2016. They had one in 2018 as well, right? They did, yes. That we did not 
no, partaking. We're, we're like after 2016, we're just like, no, yeah. we're done. We might give Kellen a chance this year with their new style. The new, the single has potential. It does. Okay. Yeah. I didn't listen to it. You know me. Um, I guess I'll just throw in a couple of randoms here. I know. Hmm. Well, we got. Black Veil Brides released their, the last album I would ever want to listen to. <laughs> Sounds good. Self-titled, pretty terrible. That's number 59. Um, I know you and Daniel have a hard time listening to Cope by Manchester uh, Orchestra. Yeah. Well, um, again, I re-listened a- to it because I, I had forgotten to put it on my list okay. as all my adding everything. And what I was, was like, well, I got to give this one a final listen. And I gave it a six out Ooh, of 11. Okay. It's number 45. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a... Terrible album. I, I definitely would not put it like in anywhere close to a worst album of the year. It's right. just kind of. It's not where simple math was. Yeah, yeah. It's just a victim of its own hype, as Daniel put it. Um, we got some Hardest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some, some not, feeding, uh, fiction. feeding Fiction. We yeah. finally got an album from a Hardest. Full album. And it was very disappointing. And it was kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. Um, after we saw them live and we were excited. Bayside released Cult. Oh, yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't go back and re listen to that one. But Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. good. One of the best songs of the year on there. Uh, Circus Survive at 41. Um, we got some Weird Al. We had a fun ah, Weird Al year. Fun, yeah. Um, he was at, I gave him a 7 out of 12 for Mandatory Fun. One of the things that you stated, I don't remember if you stated this, like just you and me are on the show, but you said that that album lacks like, grit. Like the album like lacks any sort of like, um, what am I? For Bayside? No, for um, for the helmet. Weird Al. For Weird Al, yeah, it lacks grit. Like there's no like hmm. there, there's nothing challenging about his comedy. It's just like, hey, tacky rhymes with, with the word happy. happy. That's true. <laughs> his music videos were much more creative yeah. than some of the songs. Yeah. But foil, great song, great song, great song. Can't deny it. Um, Counting Crows released their unfortunate poor follow up mm. to one of my favorite albums ever. Um, with somewhere under Wonderland. That's right. Meh, it was fine. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll talk more about Twin Forks later. Um, Slash released an album with, ah. with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Again, ten out of seventeen. There's a f- solid album in there. Yeah, but it's so long that exactly. the fluff. They just threw everything they had into one right. album. Don't do that. We were greeted with a little band called Defeat the Low this year because they were them? on the Rise Records tour. They were on the Rise Records tour. We ate pizza next to them. Yeah, and Unfor- <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we were too scared to talk to them. <laughs> right. The owner of Rise Records at the time was the guitarist, was the guitar player in that band. He's like forty-five. The rest of the guys were in their twenties. Yeah, it was weird. It felt awkward. It's like they oh, broke up. It's like oh, dad, daddy, dad took gave us a ride <laughs> right. to, the, to the show. Yeah. They broke up in twenty eighteen. So there's their one and only album. There's one and only album. But it's a really good album. I gave it a six out of ten. Oh, it's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I killed the prom queen. Released their final album, and it's their best album. Right. Called Beloved. Mm. That was um, early in the year too. I think so because we saw them with uh, Bless the Fall and Chiodos. Correct. Yeah. And that was all right. Um, of course, who can forget Songs of Innocence by U2? The talk of the t- of the year. That was every podcast talked about you too. Everybody owned it. We all got it. We 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 lost <laughs> memory on our, our phones. Yeah. I gave it a seven out of eleven. <laughs> Mike refused to listen to it. Nope. <laughs> You're not going to thrust an album upon me, you two. Um, Sleepwave released an album this they year. They did, didn't they? Broken Compass. Mm. Spencer Chamberlain and his uh, seven out of eleven. You know, good album. Pretty decent. I would have been fine with this being where Spencer Chamberlain went. Instead, well, we stuck this is with kind of where he went. Instead, we stuck with mediocre under oath. 
Oof, ouch. I know, top ten for you. Yeah. Not for the rest of us. Ouch. I know, I like it though. Linkin Park released their final up-tempo album mm-hmm. with The Hunting Party. The Hunting Party, yeah. I gave it a higher score back in 2014, mm-hmm. but this is where I started to re-listen to albums. <laughs> yeah. I brought it down to a 7 out of 11. I like this album. It's my favorite Linkin Park album. Oh. It's still a 7 out of 11. Yeah. It, it, it is It is. A, it is definitely a, de- a definite highlight for them in their career. Some very good songs very on there. Very unique songs. Um, I put Lights at 24. Ah. Good album still. I cool. really enjoyed re-listening to her. I'm glad you still enjoy her music. Little Machines. I listened to The Black Market again. We'll talk a little bit about, 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 about The Black Market. I still gave it an 8 out of 12. Okay. It's still my least favorite Black Market album, or Rise Against album. Yeah, with that high <laughs> of a score, too. Yes. Um, Kurt Travis's album Everything was very good. It's beautiful. I was I was I hadn't listened to that in a long time. I enjoyed it's so it. It's good, dude. It's I so know. eclectic. It, it, and that album is a good highlight of everything that Kurt Travis is good at. I gave it an eight out of twelve. Capsize with the angst in my veins. Ah, their first album. Rest in peace, Capsize. R.I.P. <laughs> um, everything or angst in my veins was pretty good. Moose Blood, my t- number twenty album. Ah, which is also Daniel's. Number 20 album. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, we just came across them because they were supposed to have been uh, at Self Help 2016. Correct. And so Mike and I went back and listened to their 2014 album, and I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 7 out of 10, and even on re-listen, I gave yeah, it a 7 really out good, of 10. Yeah, really good, like, uh, you know, emo revival stuff. I think they were, at the time, prior to accusations, they were one of the bands that people were um, kind of hyped about. To, you know, to kind of re- you know, bring back the emo revival scene. They dropped off of the self-help re- tour for some odd reason. And yeah. Night Versus was put on, and mm-hmm. that introduced us to Night but Versus. It, it would, or me to it was Night a Versus. Good, it, was a good, it was a good time to take a nap yes. during Night Versus. Uh, number 19 album will still always be a 7 out of 10. Paris with Paris. White Noise. With Lindsey Sterling comes in at 18. Mm-hmm. Shatter Me, still a great album. I finally gave her a real number. Instrumental be damned. <laughs> yes. Um, Trophy Eyes, Mend Move On. Ah, I first freaking time. love this album, and I miss this band for everything that it was. An 8 out of 11, mm-hmm. out of number 17. Good good choice. Tiger's Jaw, my number 16 album. Ah, yes. Charmer. Man, that album's good. I'm so glad that Daniel introduced us to them. I already spoke of Hail the Sun at number 15. Which was also Daniel's number one. Number one. That's right. Oh, I think he just broke his wrist. Hopefully not. What pitcher broke his wrist? (laughs) Uh, The left fielder. He landed awkwardly on his wrist and did not catch the ball. I hope he's all right. Um, Chiodos, number 14. With Devil. Devil. The fruits of the devil. Well, bringing back back Craig Owens and... and, uh, they finally got it right. They finally got it right. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll never have anything poor to say about Chiodos ever again. <laughs> nope. And luckily, since they broke up, we don't. Nope. <laughs> they just ended their lives. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. This is like their last album. Right. Um, I, I mean, there's no way to, for them to know. They didn't know. They didn't know going into it that there was going to be the last album. But I guess they were I just all over it. But like, as you listen to our podcast, we give the saga of all of the band members leaving the band uh-huh. <laughs> in the, the months after the that wall. show. They're like, well, the drummer just left. Oh, the ba- bass player just left. Oh, the other guitar player just left. <laughs> like by the end of the year, there was like, okay, it's Craig and didn't even the have, bass like, player. Official, like announcement or anything that they broke up. It was right. just like, oh, Craig Owens has new like hip hop right. songs and like, 
and just casually in an interview, he's like, yeah, Chodos is done. Yep. <laughs> he told, uh, I think it was Shane. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Syndrome. Syndrome. He's just like, that's yeah, right. Chodos is over. <laughs> <laughs> um, Royal Blood, number 13. Ah. Self-titled album. We were so hyped on this band. We're like, this is breath of fresh air. Everything's going to be great from this band forever Modern to come from this and that back, and this. And I still enjoy this album. I yeah. gave it an 8 out of 10. It's my number 13 album. This would be uh, Daniel's number 19 album. Ooh, okay. Number 12, our new best friend. Really quick, t- though. Daniel, I like what he says here in his last sentence for Royal Blood. If this is the future of modern rock, then the future is in good hands. And I put in parentheses, or is it? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> our best friend of 2015. Ah. Onward, etc. Ah. <gasps> His That's album right. is His freaking album dope. Was 2014, and His it is great. album is dope. Yeah, Sonder on Sonder my number twelve on. album. Who would have think? Who would have thought that like I know. a country folk, a funk, a country red folk album mm-hmm. from a guy we never heard of? Great album would be so great. And yeah. I now he's changed his name to Age Birch. Yeah, which no new music yet. <laughs> if you put that into Wikipedia, it comes up with some Polish Olympian in 1932 who won gold medals in track Man, or something. That is. <laughs> That is hipster to the max, dude. <laughs> and then he posted like his set list recently, and it had like 28 songs. He's like, maybe I should make an album with some of these. Like, well, we haven't had an album since 2014, and yes. we're, we're ready for the next one. <laughs> yes, age. <laughs> My number 11 album, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. Ah, good choice. We that, don't have each other. That ended up on Daniel's, Daniel's top 10 as his number four album. Number four album. Dan I, Soupy Campbell and his... And his I guess solo album, his solo project, yeah, to say the least. And I and yeah, I, I love it. It's all, uh, oh man, some of the songs hit home. It's his it's his attempt of being Brian Fallon. The album tells the fictional story of Aaron West as his marriage dissolves and his attempts to run away and try to figure his life out. Yes, concept albums, baby. They work on so many levels, mm-hmm. so many times. So I'm just gonna forever. There's there's. I have 34 albums that I thought were great. All right. Uh, but first, before we get into there, um, I The Black Market, I re-listened to it three times oh. in the last couple weeks. And? It's not as bad as I thought it was. Okay. <laughs> That's high praise. It is pretty high praise. Because I originally hate this album. I know. I, I, I feel like you may have given it like a C plus back in probably, when, yeah. when you were letter grading albums back yeah. in 2014. I can't go... Which, which is... Low price for a Rise Against album, if you right. think about it, because you can't. We're expecting greatness. Yeah, we, we we can't say that Rise Against is a bad band and they write bad albums, but mm-hmm. compared to the stuff that, that we know that they're capable of, mm-hmm. um, I'd still say Black Market is probably my least favorite, but it's not as bad. I just want let, I just want to let everybody know. I listened to it thrice. I know it's pretty good. <laughs> I listened when it's I listened right. to it as well. I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed the eight songs that I still enjoyed. Uh, here's some stuff that. Uh, were on my honorable greats, and uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about some of these. But here's some stuff that yes. Adam didn't talk about. Uh, defeat. No, we talked about the low. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Smith Street Band. Throw me in the river. Oh yes, I did not re-listen to that, even though it is on my. It's, I gave that a seven out of eleven. Okay, it's, it's not in your top ten then. No, it's not. Uh, let's see, Alive Like Me with Only Forever. I believe we listened to them because they were in a. Tour. They were on the real tour, the Get Real tour. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The, uh, no, they were. Life. Were they Rise Records? They were Rise Records tour. Oh, they were the first band. After, after, they were after Vs. Yeah, that's right. After, after the, the after the Vs. 
Uh, let's see, Sia with 100 Forms of Fear, probably the most mainstream album I have. That was on in your list. top 10, I believe. It was originally, yeah. yeah. Because uh, Ana Lee told you all about it. <laughs> oh, that's true. She did. I forgot about that. <laughs> I just re-listened to our top 10 list. I, I know everything. Uh, I ended up putting uh, Manchester Orchestra's Manchester Orchestra's Cope in my honorable greats. Because oh, you know okay. what? It's pretty good. You, you, okay. you take away the the looming shadow that is simple math, and mm-hmm. the Cope is pretty good. It stands, it's, it stands up on its own. Yeah. I, I was very surprised when you were speaking ill of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polar, this this is a hardcore punk band from the East Coast. Yes. Uh, they had a debut album called uh, Sh- Shadowed by Vultures. It's pretty fun. Cool. Imagine if um, Jared Alange's hardcore punk band was chewed a comedy. Up. Chewed yeah, up. Chewed Up yeah. wasn't a comedy. <laughs> so uh, it, it's basically that. Okay. Good stuff. Meg Myers with her debut EP, Ooh. Make the Shadow, came out in 2014. I have not it's heard that. best collection of like four good... It tells a good singular story, and we'll be talking more about Meg Myers... So did, Next did she have a, another full length between 14 and 18? Correct. She had one more full length. Uh, did you give me that one? Do I have that one? I've, I was just waiting for you to say that you wanted it. I She's in it. my top 10 of 2018. So you, want you think I'd want to listen okay. to it. I'll give you, I'll give okay. you the other ones. <laughs> I totally uh, forgot that I should have asked for that. Uh, really interesting album that came out at the beginning of the year, Transgender Dysphoria Blues That's by right. Against Me. This is the first album that Against Me... Uh, put out since the lead singer came out as a trans woman. Yes. Um, and it's and a lot of the songs are heavy and deal with that subject matter head on, deal with that subject matter tactfully and with yes. honesty. And it's a very good album, especially if you're looking for something that's outside of a perspective that maybe you've never thought, maybe you've never thought of before. Give that album a yes. listen if you, you can. You say very glowing things about it back in 2014 Correct, as well. Yeah. So uh, refer back to that. It was original top 10, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And no, uh, it was it was no, an honorable mention song. because you said, yes, the song was in the, the best songs. The title track and was And you said that the album still sounded kind of samey. It is. So yeah. It wasn't like the best album of the year. Correct, yeah. But there still. was 10 more that were great. And in these three albums, I took out of my uh, top 10 because I'd done some shuffling around. Oh. Royal Blood Royal Blood was okay. originally there. Devil by Chiodos. Mm. Uh, and Vise with No Waves. Oh, man. Uh, that was originally so uh, that was something that I wanted to put into uh, my top ten. So those were the ones that I kept shuffling in and out. Eventually, my, out of my final list, those have been kicked out. Take that, Vs. Get get out of here, Vs. <laughs> Go release a full length album, you talented fucks. <laughs> they're only opening for Hail the Sun right all now. the time. Right now, they are opening get for Hail the Sun by, right, by 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 Blue Swan. Swan. Yeah, Blue Swan. You fucks. You open for them all the time. <laughs> we're ready to interview you again. Yes. It's been five years exactly. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, on to our top 10 albums of the year. Top 10 albums. So should we go back and forth? Like Let's do we back and forth. Time? I like that. My number 10 album remains... Well, no, actually. Uh, <laughs> Royal Blood was my top number... Was my original top 10. But Architects. Ah, Lost Forever. Lost Forever, Lost, Lost Together. Together is my number 10 album. Mm-hmm. Now, I did not heard you speak ill of Architects. No, it was definitely an album that I, I, I keep right there in the middle. It's, it's, it's not a bad album at all. It's probably like one of the higher ones. This was like the, the best one of yeah. their seven, They eight? finally got it right. Did they release one after 2016? I can't remember anymore. <laughs> Since the guitarist died? Yes. I don't think so. Because there's the one that Rick lampooned us about from 2016. We annihilated <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't remember if they had one after that. I don't remember. No, they did last year and it was kind of ho-hum. It was called High Hell or Holy Hell. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It was that was kind not, of middle of the road for me. Not very interesting. Yeah. 
So, your number 10? My number 10. The the only EP on my top 10 list, but damn it, when you re-listen to Masquerade, you're right. Light, Man, light there it is. EP. Whew. I hadn't listened to that one in quite some time. And I re-listened to that album this past couple weeks. Holy shit, does it hold up? Still good. There's nothing out there that sounds like this, and I we need more of it. I know. It's, it's, a, it's, well, a, it's an untapped market, really. I went to his Facebook page, and there's like a little 20-second clip of music that was posted December 31st, 2018, Oh, and that's it. Because he's released like remixes here and there right. since his album's come out, so uh, who knows if it's a and remix? He, he or did something. a part two of one of his songs. He did, yes, and I listened. It's just a remix. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just kind of confused. So Brandon Ballmer himself, come he's on, a, Brandon. Well, he's a he's a he's a digital artist right now. So yes. he's, yeah, so he's he works in busy. the digital arts. Yeah, Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> he prints pictures for people. Who print, right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your number ten. Still, number, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was your number ten way back. It was, when. yeah. I, I, okay. I definitely didn't want to kick it out of the uh, top ten, but woof, what a strong EP. Yes. So, my number nine, still, and will always be, one of my favorite albums, Shapeshifter by ah, the Dead Rabbits. Dead Rabbits, I yeah. love that album. And you're still a fool for not liking Bats in the Belfry, because that song is fucking dope. That's kind of cringy, to be honest. It's pretty if I'm, if I'm fucking dope. If I'm honest, Bats in the Belfry kind of, is kind of a cringe fest. Have you listened to it in five years? I listened to it a couple years ago. Let's do it again. Okay. 2019 ears. Sure. Different man now than you were two years ago. <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, I was. I was going through a lot. The song has so many dynamics in it yeah. that I'm just like, I don't know why Mike doesn't like this, but mm. the rest of the album is good. You're number nine. Number nine. And I'm, I'm, I'm just as shocked as you that mm. this album, this is a new addition to my top 10 list, oh, but edition. it's this low. Oh. The Menzingers. Oh. The Rented World. Dare I say my least favorite Menzingers album? You know... I was going back, and you with feel you feel bad to ears. put it at number nine. <laughs> I do. I, I feel a little bad, but also with hindsight ears, I'm like, maybe this is not one because this is the album I was introduced to, the Men Singers. Right, because we started backwards. listening to them in like January of 2015. Right, we listened to them in 2015. We had not heard this album, uh, but when we made this original list, and um, yeah, this was the album that I listened to first. So I, yes. I listened to it with nostalgic ears, but. You know, on the impossible past is incredible. <laughs> right after the party has a through line in it. After the party is, is one of the best albums I've ever heard in my right. entire life. <laughs> so this feels like like that collection of pretty damn good songs. Yeah, you know, it's my number two. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> it's just like you don't. I don't get the same feeling from this album as I do from those from the other Some three. Some incredible songs in here, like yeah. Transient Love. I don't yeah. want to be an asshole anymore. Yes, nothing feels good anymore. Feels good anymore. There's uh, Hearts Unknown. Yeah, that, that was I a enjoy great a lot. Too. Oh my gosh, this is. But also... I never. And like, man, I just. I really want to listen to Rented World today. I. I never have that draw. But it's still my number two album. Yeah, there. this is also Daniel's number two album of the year. Daniel and I are just on fire. Exactly Whew. right. 2014. Mm. Number eight for you. Number eight is and will always be Slaves. Ah, what a good album by Slaves. This a... debut album through Art We Are All Equals. One of Johnny Craig's. Best vocal performances, yeah. not just vocal performances, but also him as a songwriter. And I, he's and, really stepped up his game. And I love the guitar in it. The guitar is crunchy, and it and it complements the soulful, the soulfulness mm-hmm. of the vocals. So I gave it a nine out of eleven. Cool. And there's some great songs in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with my hands. The album. Yes. <laughs> the number eight. Again, an album. I feel bad for putting it at number eight. But I think there's just seven stronger albums this year. Yes. Let the Ocean Take Me by the 
by the Amity Affliction. I believe it was like five or six originally. It was very high. Okay. Uh, originally, yeah. So now it's Daniel's seven. number ten. Number ten. And he he thought we were going to like uh, uh, I guess chew him a new one for putting it that quote unquote low. But <laughs> you know what? After re-listening, that's fine. There are some. Let's just say there are some songs in this album that kind of na, bring na, the tone na, down na, a little na, bit. Na, na. If it wasn't for the fact that there are so many strong songs around the fact that there are some around some of the worst songs of the year. <laughs> I still love that song. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> we'll see where you put it. Number three. That's right. There it is. Yeah, number it used to be Daniel. number two, but now yeah, it's number right. three. What 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 beat it, I wonder. I already uh, told you. Oh, that's true. <laughs> number seven for you. Number seven is and will always be disgusting man i enjoy listening to this album good 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 pick i love the track relapsing that's like that just is like that what this band is Mm. um you know of course the the closer is great of course beaten in lips you know it is what it is but it's relapsing there's some hope trory kind of cringe in there but it's Mm -hmm. not it's, it's not like the color morale levels of cringe at this point. Right. You know? It's still, we're all going to be okay, everybody. We're all yeah. going to be okay, but we're I'm a piece of shit. Together. I'm a piece of shit and I'm going <laughs> to die a miserable death, but we're all going to be okay. Everyone will be okay. <laughs> not me, including me, but maybe not me. <laughs> we'll see. It's yet to be determined. <laughs> Daniel's number 14 is uh, Disgusting by Baritude. Nice. My number seven, we just talked about this through Art We Are All Equals by Slaves. Again, it's just the, it's just the incredible songwriting, the through line and the story of redemption and forgiveness and a little bit of vindictiveness because i try to apologize i've I've become a different person at this point at at least in 2014 in in his life (laughs) yes Uh, we were not surprised by late 2015 yeah and i'm trying to be better but people don't believe me so maybe i'm just gonna fall back into bad patterns because you all think i'm the bad guy i know i'm gonna bring in my sister to come sing on a song as well and (laughs) but that was natalie craig yeah johnny craig wait i'm sorry Natalie I was Craig getting all the Craigs going... confused in my brain. Yeah. Oh, God. I was thinking Craig Owens. Oh. <laughs> like, I thought it was Natalie Owens. No, no. It's Natalie Craig. It's John, Craig Johnny Craig's Owens. sister. Oh, yeah. God. So many people. Very interesting. You brought a sister on to sing on a song, which is pretty cool. Well, and then I made the, the point back in 2014 of which like, it's which? hard for me to, to, to trust a recovering drug addict. Like, you know why I did all those drugs? It's all your fault. And now you're not, and now you don't want to hang out with me anymore. Yeah. So, you know. I miss my friends. The ones I would die for. <laughs> That's your number six. My number six is and will always be my number, my original number three. Okay. Woven War. Woven War. I still fucking love the self-titled album from Man. Woven War. And I think you're going to love O Sleeper. Sleeper. Yeah. Uh, Mr. What's-His-Name doesn't show up too much on that first Not album. Not too much, but he's the guitarist, on, he's the guitarist. On, in, in both okay. the bands. Yeah. I really, really like me some of that Woven War. Did you go back and re-listen to Woven War at all? Through the, the just once. The, okay. just, in the last, just in the last two weeks. So, yeah, okay. I've listened to it once, and it's, it's very strong. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite um, uh, As I Lay Dying album, for yes. sure. Okay. Um, but uh, wow, it's a very strong album. I know that their follow-up did not rank in my top ten. No, but it was it still was, in my top twenty. It's still kind of right at the same level that they set right. with the first album. So. But we'll see when we get to twenty sixteen because we'll things change around on these lists, and that's mm-hmm. the funnest part. Go for it. White Noise by Paris is my number six. Wow. I don't six. think there's a single bad song in this album. There, there is one point that I was actually talking with our listener, uh, with with Daniel, um, over this past week that like. The song in the song "Holy," it makes me very uncomfortable that she's just 
over and over harping on the fact you're stupid for being religious mm. and it makes me uncomfortable and i'm saying that as a non-religious person <laughs> uh like, you know so, so it's like you gotta remember she's a 20 year old girl she at this is point. yes she's an angry 20 year old girl she hasn't met me yet that's true. <laughs> we'll get to that next episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I, there's a no, single bad song on this album. I know, yeah, Paris, that album is great. I don't like track eight. Which one? I know that. that. Is that Eyelids? I can't remember the My fucking name of it. Eyelids fighting the light, but I'm not I just remember she repeats herself numerous times. I think, I think that's the song. Though. Okay. I was, was going to sing it for you and to... Be like, okay, do you like that part or not? But no, I can't remember it. It's okay. out of my head. So that's your number six. And you had introduced me to Paris on that 2014 list. Correct. I believe that was your number nine-ish album. Yeah, it was pretty low. But you know, again, it was pretty new because that came out mm-hmm. November 4th. And we were right. already in, in end of the list mode at mm-hmm. that point. So I didn't have enough time to absorb it. But right. five years on, one of the best albums I've ever heard. Number five for me, moving up. Moving up. Because I added on the bonus tracks. To this new encounter. Okay. Happiness is. Oh. Taking Back Sunday. Oddly enough, I originally gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay. I added the three bonus tracks on. Oh, no. I gave it an 11 out of 13. Oh, okay. <laughs> technically. I thought you were going to give it a 9 out of 13. <laughs> technically, it dropped from a 90% to an 84.6. Again, yeah. But that's not fair. <laughs> it didn't change where it ranked. Oh. Okay. If, it's, if it was a 90%, it would have still been my number five. Oh, okay. So that's good. So. We've talked endlessly about happinesses. We'll talk a little bit more about it later. Album for for one co-host of the show. It was fun to go back and re-listen to it again and be reminded how great of an album that it was. Because I always, you know, think of your better homes and gardens. You got your stood a chance. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about all the other really really enjoyable yeah, songs. All the songs, like, and again, there's there's an unintentional, I feel like, concept throughout the album. It, it, yes. it definitely details. Well, the, the ups and the downs of a relationship ultimately culminating in the end of a relationship. I got but, this uh, beat up car. Mm. It'll take you out of here. Mm. I love it. I can save you, girl. I can save you. I can save you. <laughs> me um, and only me. Number five for me, uh, This was, it, it, it definitely brought a glow to my heart to see that Dave put this on his top ten. Yes. But it broke my heart to see it at number eight. Daniel. Yes. <laughs> but Daniel's number ten worst. The oh, album you know what that it is? makes no sense to me still as okay. I re-listen to it. And boy, is that Woe Is Me album not fun to listen to. But anyway, what is their follow-up band, Mike? Really? You didn't like that album? Oh, my God. It's oh, it's no. so not worth it. Okay. But anyway. Well, Issues. Yes. By Issues. Yeah. So I guess it's a it's just it's as an divisive acquired taste. As, it, as it was back in 2014. But This album, for me, mm-hmm. is so all over the place. Okay. There is no, just like the Woe Is Me album, where it's just a bunch of random crap thrown together with Tyler Carter trying to, trying to croon over it. Yes, and this and this is pre-crooning Tyler Carter. This right. Is, this is Tyler Carter at the 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 low point of his powers. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this this full length for me was definitely divisive when I first heard it. It's like, oh, well, Lincoln Park, anybody? Mm. Uh, but because uh, it, it's it's got like Lincoln Park. Think of, think of weird, like right. DJ stuff in it. And I'm right. like, oh, come on. I thought we were over this nope. fucking 15 years it's ago. It's coming back, baby. It's coming back, baby. <laughs> but um, but as time has gone on. by, yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely come to appreciate a lot of the songs. I like the way it kind of ebbs and flows with its styles. I guess that's, you know, that's a sticking point for some people. I can honestly say, mad at myself, mm. I can dig that song. Just don't watch the music video because they're screaming in chairs. 
That's right. And when when uh, Dave put the music video on his list, I was, I was just like, like oh, ah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there he is. So, well, no, it, it was he only showed Tyler Carter sitting in the chair. Yeah. And I I remembered like later on, Bone is in the chair, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's right. This is so dumb. But I I can dig that song. I made fun of it for so many years afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think and late. Great song, Stingray Affliction. Great song, Stingray Affliction. And I'll best. even throw in Remem- "Remember When" as a good song. Yeah, I, I like that's a good closing. I like the way that it's, it ends with the chorus. It's really difficult because they throw in five different breakdowns. Like, yeah, you gotta. So, rem- that's the other thing about this section of the decade mm-hmm. is like the breakdown heavy and and not only style. the breakdown heavy but also the breakdown heavy but look we're doing it in an odd time and signature it, and it's different and then yeah. then we got r&b singing in the and background. then go back and then go back to four four singing so like yeah so I, I i i get i guess i can see that mentality of why daniel would put it as number 44 album of the year it's, and you know you, you're yeah. not ranking it at all but I, I i re-listened to it twice this week okay trying to be like i can feel something no, it was, it okay. was just like, that's just, for me, it's, it's, I think it's also why a mo also kind of sticks with me really well. It's just different parts that doesn't like on paper sound like they shouldn't work together, but somehow yes. the band makes it work to some, I guess, yeah, to some brains that yeah. can stick I guess to it. Just for some people, it, it, yes. it works well for some people. It's a little scatterbrain, I guess it's, for it, you. It, I tried. Yeah. I really wanted to like it. Just yeah. like, what was me? But, but it's okay. It's it's divisive, and that's those are the albums I love to talk about. Basically, "Woe Is Me" was like a twenty-eight minute song. <laughs> kind of was, but it was. I, I I at least like it. I think it's I think it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's a dumb little young band of uh, making dumb little young band songs. So, I think like, so. Yeah, I think I may have caught a lyric somewhere. Here there. <laughs> Something about girl, you know you girl. <laughs> so what's your number four? My number four will and will always be. Dave's number one album. Ah. Spark to Believe. Spark to Believe. Misfortune. I still love it. So it dropped down one. It dropped down one because of Rented World. Yeah. Obviously. Cool. But no, I still have already said my praise for this band. I wish that it didn't fall apart the way it did and then Mm -hmm. come back in another top ten less good version with the last album. Um, You know, I, I don't know if these... Accusations are they true? Are they not? Accusations aside, though, I mean, like, does it matter? Because a spark to believe is a nice little microcosm. Of it time is. It's 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 a good album work. for what 2014 was as a year. Yes. You know? it's got it's 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 a, it's a cool album. Yeah, Again, it's it has it's, it's a it has hardcore elements. It's got pop punk elements. It's got alt rock elements. It's got and double thread of danger, baby. Yeah, double thread good of song. danger. Good song. I'm not going to ever take that away. You know. Uh, our opinions of Mikey Sawyer and his personality, you know, to the side, this is still a good, enjoyable album to listen to. New music coming soon. Never. <laughs> He's recording it right now. Oh, is he? You have to follow him on Facebook because he posts himself recording the album. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> Facebook Live. <laughs> I, there is something that Mikey Sawyer did because, like, I like I like Misfortune on on Instagram or Facebook or something, and somebody posted like. Not even like a snarky review of something that he just posted. Just more of like a, just a like, oh, well, this kind of sounds like you know something that you posted before. But you know, I guess I'll give it a shot. Mikey nice. Sawyer went on to post like a two fucking paragraph nice. rant on this fucking poor guy who didn't <laughs> suck his dick the immediate, uh, the immediate time that Mikey Sawyer said send on Facebook, mm. and it was like. I'm fucking done with you, Mikey Sawyer, dude. He he wrote two paragraphs about somebody who didn't like. 
something he did. No, he replied to this dude's comment about like, oh, well, this kind of sounds the same as, you know, something oh, that you've posted before. It actually, wasn't even like, it's like a little different because of this part here. Yeah, and it was like, and, and, he, and he was like being an asshole about it, like, well, maybe you should just go listen to something else. Or yes. like, like, what the fuck is listen wrong with you? Listen to Johnny Craig. If <laughs> <laughs> you want different things. Why don't you go listen to that loser, Tillian Pearson. All right? so again, he doesn't let me molest little girls. I don't worry about the personalities. I worry about the music. It's definitely one of those things you have to separate the art from the artist sometimes. And I always will, Johnny Craig. <laughs> Johnny I Craig. always will. Get well soon, Johnny. So We're all pulling for you. Let's, let's, uh, let, let's uh, I guess, um, reinstate what your top three are. You did your top, your number four? I did mine. Oh, wait, did I? I don't think so. Oh, Twin Forks. With Twin Forks. Twin Forks. Some of the best love songs, and, and especially when this album came out. Oh my God, it's stuff that I needed to hear. Yes. It's stuff that I wasn't getting in my personal life long for like Kiss two me, years. Darling. Oh my God. So, my number, I, I hate that it's so low on my list. Yeah. It's my number 37 album. <laughs> out of 74. Remember sure, that? sure. It's a 7 out of 12 is just the, because of some of the, the, the folk stuff doesn't click with me but okay. you know the later darker stuff on the album like sure. does click with me well mm-hmm. remember he's got plans for me i got plans for ooh, you ooh, ooh. god that's a funny episode when i talk about my my transition into womanhood <laughs> how chris caraba is going to marry me <laughs> yeah, yeah he's got plans for me ooh. he'll keep on working <laughs> well i hope that you <laughs> for as long as it takes <laughs> i hope that you at least enjoy some of these songs because a lot of these songs are going to be on our wedding music list so please enjoy Never Lose Your Flame by Issues? No, I mean of Twin Forks. <laughs> oh, okay. Twin Forks album. <laughs> I, was thinking I don't think like... Never Lose Your Flame is going to be in there, but who knows? Sick and Disgusting by Beartooth? <laughs> that, that one for sure. That's going to be the song that Erica walked down the aisle to. <laughs> Daddy, I want to be sick and disgusting. All right. Well, my number three, I've already mentioned it, mm-hmm. Let the Ocean Take Me. Mm. My original number two. Very strong. The highlight of the Amity Affliction's career. Is this your favorite Amity Affliction No. Album? Severed ties and young bloods will always okay. be my, my my tipping point. Yeah, Daniel said the same thing. It's gonna, it's no young bloods, but it, you know it's 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 there. It's Daniel's number ten. He highlighted okay. the song uh, "Fuck My Life." Fuck My Life is a good song. Yeah, my favorite song will always be "Death's Hand," as we've it's already. One discussed. of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. It really is. Yeah. Um, your number three. My number three is "Little Machines" by Lights. This Whoa. Is an album that's jumped very very high up. It was in top your 10. top ten originally, was, I believe. Yeah. Low tens, like number seven or six. Yeah, maybe? low tens. So um, it's yeah. good. I hadn't listened to it in quite some time, and I always forget how really awesome that. You know, it I is. always, uh, you know, prior to prior to the, today's episode, like I always used to say that you know Siberia was my favorite Lights album, but I think right. Little Machines is now my new favorite one because th- there is a little bit of. There's there's more focus in Little Machines than there is in Siberia. Siberia is a mm-hmm. little bit all over the place. It's just trying. She it, it is her experimenting with different electronic styles. A little bit of rock, a little bit of electronic, a little bit of dubstep. Mm-hmm. This one's a little bit more focused as an album. You get uh, you, you, and you know there's no. It, it's not as jarring, I guess, as, as Siberia. As good as Siberia is. But I do have to admit, worst haircut of her career during the like- Little Machines era. Really? Where it's short on one side and then long on the other side. So she looks like a boy from one side, <laughs> but not the other side. It's, it's confusing. Well, she doesn't like shave her head. It's no, just, it's just, just super... It's just a big comb over. No, it's just... It's short. It oh, only that's goes right. down yeah, to like yeah. past her it's, ear. It's just layered. Yeah. And then the other side is like down to her... Oh, sure. Yeah. Luscious yeah. middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, her mom boobs, yeah. Because when I listened to this album 
my headphones had taken a crap on me, so mm. I had to go a day without headphones while Amazon uh, rush ordered my my earbuds mm. to me. We <laughs> so have, I was watching yeah. it on on YouTube. I was listening to the entire album stream on YouTube, and the singles would pop up with the video. Yeah, and I had never really seen a lot of the videos before. I'm like, I can't look at her from this side because, like, it's not the same person. Not only is it an extremely unattractive elf, um, it's just... It's, it's, I got to put this album lower <laughs> on my list, man. That haircut. But those songs are great. Yeah. Nonetheless. Great and what's your number, number two, two again? Rented World. Rented World. The Menzingers. Collection of great songs. Um, Sentimental Physics. It had to be second one to last track. for you, I think, Yeah. Yeah. It really did. And that's why we had to redo these lists, obviously, because, mm-hmm. you know, I can enjoy it a fair amount. I just enjoy the other albums more. Yeah. So it's like it gets buried uh, down the the my, my fourth best Menzingers album because mm-hmm. I don't want to count abusive technology, information technology. Sure. Um, your number two. What do you think my number two is? It's down to happiness is and get hurt. That's true. And back in the day, get hurt was number three, I believe. Right. Yeah. And then it was, wait, am I, am I, no, I'm pretty sure it went get hurt and then happiness is. Well, today the original, it did is it? get hurt at my number two. Okay. Yeah. Still. Still my number two. Always will be. It's a fantastic album. It, it is, I think, the first Gaslight Anthem, the album that I fell in love with. Again, 2014 was a weird year for me. Of course. Um, but um, upon re-listen, five years later... I I think we are spoiled because some some of these songs aren't as strong as something on of American Slang or even you know even though I like American Slang more than um, Handwritten, some of the songs are not as strong as Handwritten even. This is like Daniel says, Gaslight at their worst. They are kind of if this is as bad as they're going to get. Yeah, that's totally fine with me. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, exactly. Daniel put it really well. But um, it it, it is. It, it, I do feel like they're kind of coasting on this one. And in subsequent interviews with Brian Fallon, he mm-hmm. stated that he had a miserable time yes. recording these. He hates... He This is his le- least favorite album. Correct, yeah. And it was not a good time. And there was so much label pressure as well, yeah. as as well as him going through his divorce, yeah. which didn't help the situation. A dark time for us all. I mean, yeah, the songs are not as good as previous albums, but, but they're still good. Brian Fallon... And they're still the best... Of the put year to a me. microphone up to his dirty butthole <laughs> <laughs> for 30 minutes, and I think it's a great album. He might know? have. <laughs> but yeah, as, 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 as quote-unquote weak as this album is compared to all the other Brian Fallon-related albums, it's still a very strong album. You know? And compared to the rest of your 80-something, 90-something albums, yeah. it's still number two. It's number two, exactly. So that's saying I something. still enjoy listening to it. Straight yeah. Paper is has turned into one of my favorite tracks mm-hmm. on that album amidst the selective poems and the Stay Viciouses and oh the Get gosh. Hurts. Yes. And um, yeah, Straight Paper is great. I love A Thousand Years. Um, mm-hmm. Red Violins grew on me. It's even better and better every time. I, I have, I, but I do think on in hindsight... The bonus tracks are not as good as I thought they originally were. I still love them. <laughs> yeah. The, the first bonus track I like a lot, but oh my God. Sweet like the, Morphine. Sweet Morphine. Oh, that's a great song. But have, have Mercy, you don't think? Have Mercy is great. Have Mercy is fine. Have Mercy is fine. Have yeah. Mercy is great to me. I'd say, yeah. Have it's, Mercy it's is like... It's great for a freaking bonus track. Sure, yeah. For a bonus I track, know, it's great. And I yeah. know... But I think, I think the album... 
the standard edition ends perfectly. Dark Places. Dark Places is one of the best. Kicked Brian me in the songs. nuts. Yeah. So hard this week. Cause it was exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. Of, 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 if you keep on telling me I'm like this, I'm going to eventually believe it. Exactly. He says yeah. something like that yeah. in those lyrics and I was going to bring him up. I wanted, yeah, again, that's something I forgot to do this week. I was going to bring shit. For the, We're definitely going to talk about this album. Cause that one, that song always kind of gets buried underneath the greatness of all the other tracks. Mm-hmm. And I think the bonus tracks, if you listen to it out the album with the bonus tracks attached, it takes away the impact of the final song. So that's kind of where I was seeing. So that's why I was like, mm, maybe number two is probably the best place. To go. I, I can enjoy it because for me, I can listen to like every single track and mm-hmm. just be like, if it never ends, I'll be fine. Yeah. All 72 <laughs> songs or whatever it is. <laughs> One day we're going to have enough Brian Fallon, uh, um, uh, material to loop like for 24 hours. Well, we'll you know? do the 100, <laughs> greatest Brian Fallon songs and put them, yes, put them in order. We know they have Sleepwalkers. No. That's right now. <laughs> <laughs> the track Sleepwalkers? I'm oh, saying no. the, the top oh. 100 Brian Fallon songs. Oh, there we go. <laughs> when Holy we do that shit. list. <laughs> Fuck. Mojo Hand, number 100. <laughs> Everything else, we'll see where it falls. <laughs> oh, we, should, we should check the iTunes and see where we're at right now as far as songs go. We can probably figure it out. So that was your number one, Get Hurt. Great album to Get put. Get Hurt. Uh, we'll always be even listening to it again. I've listened to it so many times between 2014 yeah, and now. Do you have any other thoughts to, to say about it before we move on? Other than kind of like going deeper into dark places yeah. and realizing like I used to be on the fence about red violins mm-hmm. and being like, nope, red violins is great. Selected poems will always be so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Rolling and tumbling, the one that Dave posted. I'm just like, fuck. Whenever I hear this song, I just want to scream it out. Yeah. Um, there's there's shimmy, no. Shimmy, shimmy, let me ride on my stream. And it's, <laughs> it, it, like helter skelter is like like the it it comes down with yeah like the the intensity, but you can still enjoy it. It sounds yeah. a little too electronic. Um, a little too over polished on that track, I guess. Yeah, but the, but again, this is a we are nitpicking at a Brian Fallon album, and it, it is like we said before. Like you, you see this pristine couch, and you're just digging through yeah. all of the the pillows and the cushions and stuff. Like ah, I found some lint. Right, I found it. <laughs> I found the flaw. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> and and there's like a couple of tracks, you know, when he says like, I met a woman who died last week, and her last words were. It wasn't, wasn't worth it. it. Like that's a dumb line. That's a dumb line, and it's and it's 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 a jarring way the way he mm-hmm. threw it in there too. But then like all the lines around it are <laughs> fucking brilliant. Yeah, so I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna bring down the album for three seconds. <laughs> I you know, know. <laughs> all I do is not sing along when I listen to that. It wasn't track. worth it. Like eh, whatever, and then yeah. you just sing along with the whole rest of the album, and you yeah. have a good time. Yeah. So yeah, it will it will and will always be my number one album. But I do feel like happiness is at mm-hmm. least from my perspective was better written. Than the wake than gaslight anthem. Whoa. Through line that's why a uh, through line four. It's pretty harsh, Mike. It's pretty harsh, <laughs> isn't it? But you know, just from my perspective, um, as an album, this is Taking Back Sunday's best album they've ever written. We also haven't heard interviews of them saying like this is our least favorite album. The, and most, I was miserable. I was miserable the during the recording of this, yeah. even though the subject matter is so miserable. It is, yeah. And and again, it's, it's but it's also the relatability too. To this day, too, I can't. I, I choke up when I listen to Better Homes and Gardens because, of course. you know, I threw my wedding ring off to across the room and I said something very hurtful and I'm very ashamed of that myself, my behavior that day. And, you know, we can relate to some of these, some of these lyrics, you know, uh, very, did, very true. Yeah. Daniel's did, number one album was none of the two, but that's not two. Yes. <laughs> Hail uh, the sun. Yeah. Hail the sun. Yeah. Again, that's a, a blind spot for me. Dave, um, Dave put get hurt at number five. He did. And Sepaternal was also number five. So, you know, the greatest albums go to number five. (laughs) I thought Get Hurt was number five. Was it number 
No, Get Hurt was number five. Number one. Get Hurt was number one on his list, wasn't it? No, it on was Dave's number list. five. On Dave's list? On Dave's list. No, it Spark was to Believe five. was number one. Yeah, Spark to Believe, Hail and the Sun, <laughs> uh, Sycamore, Transit, and Get Hurt at number five. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I fucked up. My yeah, so again, <laughs> the greatest albums of all time were at number five for, for Dave. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we'll just kind of uh, breeze through our, our top 12 songs then. Okay. Mine did not change, so just go back to my last top songs. And oh, really? Didn't we'll change at where all? where they are. Okay. Yeah, so we got, we got a, some, some schema. Circus Survive, number yeah. 12. There we go. Uh, Black- that uh, did not make my list. That was, in a, that, that was one that I considered putting on. Black Cloud from Dead Rabbits, the f- closing track on that album. Mm-hmm. Still fucking dope. It's so disappointing what that band became in their second album when they did so many cool things on this album, yeah, this including was, Black Cloud. And this was our hope that like, oh, Craig Mabbitt, like he can go back to do it. Yeah. That bless the fall days. Chasing dreams by misfortune. Still a great song. Still a great song. Yep. Castles in the air by architects. Mm. Whew, man, good one. that song's good. If you want more thorough, just go back to those, those episodes where we, I take it track by track by track. Correct, yes. Um, still good. Um, stay vicious by the gaslight anthem at number eight. And how many Gaslight Anthem songs do you have on this Three. List? Three, yeah. Obviously. Plans by Twin Forks, number oh, seven. I got plans for you. Woo, 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 woo. Roundtable Revival at number six. Man, that song's dope. That's the strongest song on that album, too. <laughs> that is so good. I can listen to that all day long. And the video. Did you ever watch the video I for did. it? I the, did. The, the, the cowboy uh, one. Yeah. That's a really uh, good one. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Death's Hand, number five. Ooh. The greatest song. Greatest Amity Fiction song? I don't know. Yes, it is. We don't have a hundred to count down with that <laughs> no, one, but... <laughs> not yet. Objectivist on Fire by Bayside. Ah. I love that song. That was a great song. It's not fucking dope. Even though, on, like on I said... A, on a sounds pretty like, good album. Sounds like Sheryl Crow. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Selected Poems by the Gaslight Anthem will always be the most intense song on that album. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just... It's one of the, the strongest. The right. biggest chorus, the biggest verse. Mm-hmm. So great. Double Thread of Danger... Acoustic by Misfortune at number ah, two. Holy track. crap. That's such a... Like, we, we go into depth more about it, about like, oh, they put the acoustic track at the end of their album. But yeah. no, this was like the greatest like reimagining it's much for better an acoustic. Than the original oh, track. man. As I listened to that original featuring Telly Smith or Tyler Carter, one uh, of them. I forget which one it was. One of the fuck boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, this is boring. And then like the freaking acoustic version is so much better. Yeah. And then how can you go wrong with... The saddest song. The saddest song of Brian Fallon's career? I don't know. Break Probably not. Get Hurt. Get Hurt. By the Gaslight Anthem. It is one of the saddest. <laughs> <laughs> is it the saddest, though? It, it hit me in the feels in the right way. It's, not, it's definitely not sadder than Behold the Hurricane. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. But it's, so, but it's up there. It's up there. It's still up there, but <laughs> it's just him trying to recreate that yeah. in a way that kind of worked. But, you know, what's weird that the ending of that song always feels so jarring. In I, what I, way? I, I wish that they could have figured out a better way to end that song. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. It, it, I think it's fine. It doesn't end well. How would you? I, how would you have? I don't it? know. I, I'm not Brian Fallon. That's true. We're not. We're not fucking musical geniuses. <laughs> but if I had to, that's pick why we're doing this show, and we're not in Gaslight Anthem. <laughs> if I had to pick out a flaw, I don't know. You can't. You can't do another chorus. I guess it is kind of sudden, huh? You can't. You can't let it fade. Yeah, that's, that, the, that's pretty corny. 
Yeah, that's where he's he said with those songs that so many of them feel unfinished. Mm. It's like I can really tell it on I that guess one. I can see what you're coming from because yeah, it, it is it is kind of rushed. I he's guess like I, I love all those songs and I think all those songs are good, but they just seem unfinished. Mm. So I always feel I always feel that on. We'll get the all female reboot one day, just like the ghost, go, like Ghostbusters. <laughs> They'll redux it like Silverstein. <laughs> Number twelve, uh, Owl City. With beautiful times. Yes, I know you. That's the one where the dad kills himself and everything. Yeah, yeah. it's it's m- emotionally manipulative. Yes, but I think it's an effective song, and I think it's a beautiful song. And it's a it's a song about it's it's, it's a song about grief and overcoming that grief. And okay, it's very powerful. Okay, number eleven, transgender dysphoria blues. Still one of the most unique, honest, and um, powerful songs I've ever heard. And mm-hmm. there's a, there's there's some lines in there that like like stab you right in the heart because mm-hmm. they're they're both like really brutally honest and also like well maybe I have to maybe I should like rethink some of the things that I think I know about transgender people because wow that was awesome uh, number 10 People Live Here by oh by uh, Rise Against what a good song right yeah. <laughs> holy shit yeah because I, I, we've said many things about their acoustic tracks yeah that one was that really one was a winner good. holy crap yeah. I had forgotten about that song completely mm-hmm. um Good addition. Holy yeah, shit. it's 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 also a, it's also one that doesn't hit you over the head with its message. Right. Definitely has a message. Yes, but it's not like I'm a piss in his hands. <laughs> you know, it's definitely not that. Not like that. Uh, on the completely different op- opposite end of the musical spectrum, Man, Ole Fishlips is dead now by yes. Chiodos. Damn, one of the most hard hitting and incredible songs that that band's ever written. Yes, and I'm and I'm counting Illuminatio songs. Whoa. Okay. Number eight. My soul is empty and full of white girls by Whoa. sleeves. By, by sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new edition, right? It is. You yeah. did not have that one last time. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's an, again. I I I I love the through line of the story of like redemption and and a little bit of vindictiveness. And I'm trying right. to be better, but you won't you won't quote unquote let me be better. You have to put yourself in 2014 brain. Uh, a, uh nothing feels good anymore. My number seven by the Menzingers. Whoa. That's a good a song. Relatable song for 2014. Song. Uh, it hits me right in the feels. It brings back negative memories. Which, you know, can, if a song does that, should I put it at my number seven? Yes, of course yes, it I should, should be. It <laughs> number should always six, be there. Close to where you put the song, uh, Death's Hand. Oh, Amity Affliction. Yes, I think that was higher. It was that like, like yeah. two or three, I think. Something like that. Yeah, a yeah. little, little bit higher, four. but it's dropped a little bit, but... You know, still good. Songs are amazing. I love songs. Still great. Number five, "Kiss Me, Darling." Oh, with uh, still <laughs> and, uh, Twin Forks. Still the corniest, most loving song, and I love it so much. And it, yep. songs that I needed 2014, songs that I still love to this day. And it's, it's yeah, it, it's understandable. Uh, number four. This is another new edition. Um, probably one of my favorite songs that she's ever written. But don't mm. go home without me. By Lights. Oh. This is the song I will sing to you when you're old and tired. Yes. Oh, my God. I choke up all the time listening to that song. That's, so that's the life I want to lead. You know, I want to die happy. I want to die in love. I want to die with my the love of my life in my arms. And I want to reminisce about the wonderful life that we had. Beautiful song. There you go. Chokes and me up. And then you'll be dead. Then I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Never Lose Your Flames is my number three by Issues. Still. Love that song, dude. <laughs> That was a lot higher. It was a way lot back higher. when. Yeah, man. Yeah. But the uh, never through lose all your... of the breakdowns. Yeah. Again, it's it's just the, the way my brain is worked towards music. I love the I love all the mixing uh, genres. I love the way 
this stuff shouldn't fit together, but it does. And mm. it, it, it just works on me, man. And never lose your flames. It's, it's a simpler time back when Bone was in the band. Yeah, skateboarding. Skateboarding. Oh, he was biking around. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I did not rewatch the video for that one. And even though the song is probably the theme song of my 2014, mm-hmm. I put it up my number two, not my number one. Yes. Better Homes and Gardens. Oh. I'll be taking back Sunday. Whoa. Because my number one is a song that Brian Fallon could write in his sleep. Oh, there you go. Break Your Heart. Surprisingly, um, it wasn't there back in 2014. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, Get Hurt was... Because Get Hurt was like the the only song you were allowed to put on. I mean, pretty much the the law enforcement agencies told you. Correct, yeah. One song. My suicide watch prevention was like... (laughs) So you you put that one ahead of Dark Places even. I did, yeah. Damn. I love Break Your Heart. It, it, It... I guess in a way he can write that song in his sleep, but it's so well done. It's perfect. It's perfect. There's nothing wrong with that song at all. Yep. It's placed perfectly in the album too. Jeez, it comes Christ. right after. Oh God, not important. But yeah. it's like right in the middle of the song. But it's like it's it's perfect. That album needed a little bit of a break, mm-hmm. uh, and just, it's an emotional fucking kick in the ass. And yes, Jesus Christ, and. Again, it's a theme song for my 2015 and maybe a little bit of 16, but we'll, we'll see. Okay. You've <laughs> gone back to that song numerous times yeah. throughout the last five years. It's a years. well I keep I keep picking at. Yes. Not in the get hurt sort of way. Yeah. But oh my gosh. That's thank okay. you again, listener, for listening to two and a half hours of us talking about a great year in, Everybody, in hindsight and music, at least. Yes. And then minus the 10 seconds of my wife and child interrupting I'll, us. I'll, I'll edit that out. Pretend like it doesn't even exist. <laughs> Just like they don't exist. So we me. will work hard on uh, on, uh, on on getting you guys the 2015 album of, uh, episode coming up very soon. So please stay subscribed. Like us on Facebook at facebookcom skinny with Mike and Adam. You can uh, you can interact with me on Instagram. I'm at Mike Wears Prada on Instagram, and our email address is skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com If you'd like to send us anything cool, do it. Yeah, do it, and let us know what your 2014 was like. Yeah, and 15 since that's coming up. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll add that to the show. So thank you again. Uh, to my co-host, thank you again for all the interruptions, family. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so luckily we'll the baby didn't make too much noise. No, no, it was, it was a good episode. All right, guys, we'll see you soon.